0: Weak, arms
1: are heavy. On sweater already. Mom's Welcome to Best Picture Cast, where normally we deep dive a different Best Picture winner each week with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. Tonight we'll be doing something a little different, however, as we are continuing a series of episodes where we invite previous Best Picture Cast co-hosts on to talk about their top ten favorite movies. You've heard mine. You've heard... RDBs, you've heard Grant C's, Joey, Chris. We have some uh, some new ones to add to you today. I'm your host Kieran B, as you may or may not know at this point, and I have with me today in the flesh Adam St. John. Adam, welcome. Thank you. I I lovely to be here in
0: in Long Island in your home.
1: Yes, you a in like weird uh...
0: invasion. Like I'm moving like <laughs> through my headphones into the place where it all happens. <laughs>
1: That is right. And uh, believe it or not, there are actually very few episodes that have been recorded in these uh, these home studios. Here. I think the Twins episode and the uh, Mutiny and the Bounty. And Twelve and Years a Slave. Twelve Years a Slave, yes. Yeah. But I think Twins and Lawrence of Arabia Part 1 were the only ones recorded at this table here. So you're right in the mix. That's good company to be in. Twins and Lawrence of Arabia. Who would have thought?
0: I. That's pretty much, That sums up me as a person right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Adam, we're going to be talking about your top ten movies of all time. Super excited about this. Super excited to record with you in person. It's our first time doing this, and we've Indeed, done yes. many a podcast together before, whether it was uh, for Best Picture cast, Ben-Hur and uh, English Patient. We've done one thousand one 1 by 1 episodes on Roman Holiday and Lawrence Arabia. Yeah. Um Ridley Scott's filmography. You're
0: leaving out a key
1: one. Am I? Which one You're we, leaving
0: you know? out Mixed Nuts.
1: Ah, uh, yes, for Below Freezing. So, mixed Nuts, I mean, yes. The, the Christmas classic for Rewind too. if we get the whole clean yes, sweep. Uh, yes, absolute exactly. power. Uh-huh. Clint Eastwood's Absolute Power. So, uh, And we have a third voice with us as well. He is a co-host you heard on that Twins episode, also on the 12 Years a Slave episode. He is Steve B. Welcome, Steve B.
2: Hello, thanks for having me. I'm... Uh... I'm pretty elusive when it comes to the podcast, and I happen to be, uh, I heard Adam was in town and wanted to pop in for this. This is going to be fun.
1: This is going to be a lot of fun. You're going to kind of be the uh, the passenger along here as a, a reaction to these. We do these, we always have, along with me hosting and the person who's given the list. We always like a third person in the mix, too, just to kind of keep the, the old dialogue going. Adam, you were in uh, for New York with, with your wife, Melissa, last fall, Was it? Yeah, last...
0: October? Yeah, it was October. right around. It was like uh, yeah. it was
1: pumpkin season. Yes, it so. was. I
0: had my first pumpkin beer courtesy of Karen V over here. Yes.
1: So. <laughs> Very proud of that. That's great.
0: Went back and tried to, you know, spread the love. Nobody else seemed to really care, but I, I had it through <laughs> the rest of like Thanksgiving season.
1: <laughs> there you yeah. go. That's good. And uh, so so you guys met each other there for that one for the first time. Yes, we did. Uh, other than that, this is really the first time you guys are talking movies together. So this is exciting, yeah, too. This is, yeah. is going to be great. I mean, we had on one of these... Episodes it was uh, RDB's top ten and Jay Dowski's top ten. They literally met each other on air. So, uh, so this, you guys are a little bit of a, a step up on them too. And now they're uh, now I think they send memes to each other every day on Instagram. <laughs>
2: so.
1: Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about your movies, Adam. This is uh, this is going to be uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I know I know movies are a huge part of your life, and um, I'll kick it off to you to kind of do a little intro to explain how you picked your list, what went into it. Um, And I'm going to kick you off in a second, but I just want to just lay out some guidelines for the listener. We did have a few restrictions in there. Um, No Best Picture winners. We talk enough about those. You'll get plenty of Best Picture content. You're not going to get that today. Uh, So they're excluded. And you're also not allowed to double up on directors. So when we're talking Spielberg, Tarantino, whoever it is, you get one movie from their filmography. So those are basically the restrictions. After that, it's anything goes. So Adam, talk to us a little bit like what went into making this list.
0: So, uh, I, I think I inadvertently took a page out of your notebook. Um, I know for your list, you purposefully left Shawshank off. I think you've been fairly on the record that that's your favorite film of all time. And to make it easier on myself, I also did the same thing. Uh, I overall, I mean, any, any podcast I've been on and anybody I talked to, I make it very clear that, that Pulp Fiction is my favorite film of all time. It's what got me into appreciating film. It's got, it got me into wanting to, be creative and pursue acting and directing and writing um that movie pretty much is the the catalyst for all of that so i decided to make it easier on myself and not put that one in but in terms of making the list i tried my best to to have variety um to have a a a lot of different movies but i also wanted to try and maybe get a few movies on there that haven't been talked about. I definitely try to keep some movies off my list that had been on other people's top tens um, as much as possible. This was fucking excruciating. <laughs> um, and, and you know that I'm a physical media hound. And I, it started with just going to the the wall and pulling some out. And like starting with a, a huge number of them, which was just obscene amount. And then pushing them in, pushing them, pushing them in. And then for the last month having about 14 or 15 And then finally, kind of, and I rewatched, I didn't rewatch all of them, but uh, a bunch of them to kind of help narrow down. Uh, So, variety, but also, like, outside of one movie, my my films basically fall between 95 and 2008. And it's a very key, like, and kind of, we were talking off mic about this a little bit, like, I saw these at very important times. Like, these are all influential in one way or another. I saw them at the right age, they had some kind of impact on me, and. It's the kind of movie that I, I just go back to for one reason or another. So
1: yeah, it seems that like nostalgia has kind of been something that's been impossible to ignore for a lot of these lists. I know mine, mine myself was really just a lot of the movies that I grew up watching that got me into film. Yeah, um, you know, I know that I think like Joey and Grant they've done some contemporary picks in the mix too, just to kind of span things. So the, what we really did with this whole thing is is make this list your own, interpret it however you want, do what you want with it. Uh, you can you could pick. All movies that have come out in the last three years, if you wanted to, yeah. But, but yeah, so pumped to hear this list. This is going to be good stuff here. First, I want to talk about what we're drinking here before we get into the uh, into the whole mix. And Steve, I'll, we'll start off with you over there.
2: Yeah, I'm drinking a uh, nice, fresh, drink from the can, Heady Topper, from Alchemist Brewery up in Vermont. It's my favorite beer, 8% alcohol, pint. It's the last one I have in the fridge, so I'm a little sad about that.
1: Wow. Okay. So. Um, but, hey, if, the, if it was going to go out, at least it goes out on air, you know, so it gets, it gets to exactly. be immortalized here exactly. with, along with Adam's List. So uh, I have with me uh, one of my favorite local breweries to hang out with. I don't get to go over there too often since we moved out of there, but I've had this on the podcast before and I've done the spiel on the podcast before. Uh, it's Barrier Brewing Company, and it's their pretty much their token beer, uh, the, the money IPA. So, um, if I can't have it there we'll have it have it local around Yeah, there.
2: and the beverage uh, <laughs> barn in our town charges double for everything, so
1: Yes, they really got it. Shout out here. to
2: Huntington Beverage. I won't say their yeah. true name, but yeah. <laughs> real
1: animated owner. <laughs> Adam, I think you had a little more positive experience with that beverage because they don't really have do they not really have beer distributors by by Not anywhere?
0: not in the way that that was. No, yeah. I mean, there's no just pure, like, here's your beer store. In, in, in Washington, they kind of did, but out in Michigan. And no, no ill will against Michigan, but I haven't found it yet. Yes, We're right. not in a, a very big city, so we're, we're adjusting in, in more ways than one. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, walking the aisles, and I could have spent probably another hour just looking at the, the beers, um, I recognized uh, Five Boroughs Brewing Company, which I had when Melissa and I came out in the fall. We had dinner somewhere in the city. They had a hazy IPA. I had that. This is their um their hazy double IPA. Their big, tiny, juicy, very. Uh, I would wear a shirt with this can on it. I gotta say the, the a pink good. with the blue floral pattern. I would wear this good looking pattern. Yeah, I, I, I would do it. Um, I love a hazy, and uh, this is good. I'm 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 enjoying my little beverage. Seven point five yeah, is a little high, but not too
1: bad. So I'm good. I'm good. That's right. I'm and good. you got to see the uh, pretty much the beer mart that is. I, I, I paced down the aisles, trying to pick what I'm going to bring to the next podcast episode. How, see how it can tie into the movie, possibly, whether either by location or by title. I've gotten very lazy in the last several. Where I'm just like, yeah, Lawrence Arabia. I'm just going to grab another Montauk. We, we to used beach. to do that
0: for below freezing. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're done. Is it cheap? <laughs> Great. That's good. That. It wears
1: you down, right? That's, that's it. Uh, and I, you got to be. I've just bought a brand new truck. You got to be the first passenger in my brand new truck too. So there's am
0: it, listen, I might start try. crying because of all the firsts. Uh, this it is, is it's, it's, it's monumental. I'm getting verklempt over here. So,
1: like, oh. I talked about uh, a previous Best Picture cast episodes. That your debut was the Ben Hur episode. Actually, was was that? I think your debut might have been on one of the previews. Oh, might have been one of the previews. Yeah, yeah. I think I had you, uh, Melissa, on to, the to sub... preview the Sub Fifty last year. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, so that was the first time we heard you. I think you've been on. A couple of those preview episodes since then yes but uh ben hur was your first official one yeah uh, that was supposed to be you and grant we had a good talk there uh we went uh with more sand uh with the next one that was uh english patient english patient yes yes steve you were a little like you weren't thrilled with some of adam's english patient things.
2: i rewatched it around the time you guys were doing it and uh i don't know i just i really like it <laughs> it's not a poorly made film I mean I'm not going to sit here and say that it's I not good. I can't remember everything that was said. I know Kieran was more on my team <laughs> in terms yeah. of how we felt about it. It's, it has
0: some really good characters and but I can get why people don't like it. it it's hard because it's hard to not compare.
2: Yeah.
0: to me and in my opinion it was the fourth best picture nominee that year. So yeah. it's I mean I know talking about the movie itself is one thing, but it's yeah. also hard to get away from other films that of course. Yeah.
1: And I I'll say also, you were on our, our Oscars preview episode. That that's was
0: one of my favorite recording sessions I've ever been
1: a part of. Wow, that's really cool to hear that. That that's, was that's uh, awesome. That was a
0: blast. Uh, the Oscars, for for better or way worse, are really important to me. And getting to talk ad nauseum about like a year, basically like encapsulating a year of film, was was great. I had a blast doing that.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I was talking to, to Joe uh, Joe Yar who. Was on that episode too. We did the the previous uh, year too. I think we did with Zeta, and I was talking to Joe, and I'm like, you know, I was listening to one of your 1001 episodes. I think it was probably the Green Book year. Uh, the Green Book. No, it was the Stars It was form. the Parasite year. Um, okay, it could have. It could yeah. been that. I was listening, to it and I'm like, ah, you know, he's got to be bummed that he can't do this this year. We got it. We should have him in. It would be a good. It'd be a good mix, and uh, and it worked out really well. It was. It was a lot of fun doing that. Um, it was. A lot of movies, Steve. You saw all the all the nominees this year too, as you you tend to try to do.
2: Yeah,
1: it was a weird weird mix of movies, but a lot of fun talking about them. It, and, it was, yes. And and all that that was a blast. I one of the reasons I like having you on these things is because you you're not afraid to have that like forget about what the general consensus of film lovers thinks about. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. You know, let's pick out a certain aspects of the movie and and hold the movie accountable. So it's always. Uh, Always fun to to get you in the mix for that. So I'm a little scared for the rankings episode, but we'll see how how that ended up. By this by this time you're hearing this, it's already in the books. So I, I think you're going to keep everyone on their toes there too. I'm prepared to be um, upset with some of my my favorite movies getting bashed down, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know how the arena works. In I'll most cases.
0: I'll be I'll be, you know, I'll be surprised. Like that my choices won't change, but I'll be tame. I'll be tame with mine. no.
1: Hey, I, I want you to bring the fangs out. We want the we, you know how we do it over there. You've heard you've. <laughs> You've heard the Rumbles episodes there. Uh, uh, right. Unleashed. Yes, I love it. I love it. We'll, we'll be ready to go back, too. So. It's been a good uh, a good little collection of, of BPC episodes. I'm looking forward to having you on to some future ones, too. We're pretty much good to start here. Before we do that, though, I do want to you give some of the plugs of some of the things you're doing here and, and some of the things in the past, how people can find you on some other avenues.
0: Yeah, so actively... Um... Right now, Below Freezing, uh, podcast I did with my wife, Melissa, caveat is we can only do show, uh, talk, talk about movies that have a 32% critical Rotten tomato score or less, uh, Karen's been on for McNut- Mixed Nuts, I'm trying to think of, I mean, as we're recording, we did the Overboard remake recently, <laughs> Gangster Squad, um, Blank Check, that was fun, oh, Color of Night, Blank, gray. blank Check, blank I love check. my sister, I was texting my sister about
2: the top 10 picks myself, and I was like, "What '90s movies did we grow up watching all the time?" Blank Check was in the top five. Yeah, great
1: was. episode too. I was, I had a blast listening to that episode. A, a lot of fun. Classic
0: movie. We all wanted a blank check, we right? <laughs> we all wanted the blank check, and we all wanted to kiss Shay.
1: We all that's, wanted we to all make wanted out wanted with Shay. I just
0: yes. I, listen, blank check. It's weird now, but that, I don't yeah. care about how it's aged. I'm we, just if, saying. I know. If you were in fourth
1: grade at that time, you were you were jealous <laughs> of that yeah, kid right there. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. One of one of my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of of below freezing and it's not a movie i've ever seen and thankfully i don't have to see it now after disaster movie just a hilarious episode oh, um d- you the d- hearing the perplexed sounds in both of your voices while you're going through this like it was making fun of like commercials that happened to be on the air in 2008 <laughs> like well and it's it's so
0: funny because you know unlike you know for for Best picture cast or you know most of the other shows I either have guessed on or have done There are multiple watches. There's lots of notes, but with with below freezing. It's it's literally nine times out of ten It's we've watched the movie We cut we go to the bathroom. We refill our beverage and we go to record so it's like it's fresh So for something like that the perplexed is true because we're still processing what it is that we just saw so that's probably a very apt description of how we sounded in that
1: episode. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. By this time that this is getting released, announcements have been made, and, and things have done. Talk to us about the new big development here.
0: Yeah, so A Thousand and One by One, uh, which was a show that myself and my my good friend Ian Woodington created, uh, about four, three, four years ago now. Uh, he's no longer with us, and if you follow the show, you would know that, um, but uh, I, I really miss talking about good movies, and, um, <laughs> And doing rewind by myself and constantly having to prep those and really getting a mixed bag of films You know, I I would have loved to have kept doing it But I I wanted to go back to talking about for better or for worse talking about great movies Um, And even though they're not all great in the book and I reached out to two people Separately thinking that if I could even get one to help that would be great They both said yes, and they said they would both do it all the time. So Joey Joey R. from from best Picture cast and Brittany who had guested on plenty of episodes of below freezing and thousand one by one and rewind um are now the co hosts so uh today we released our like intro back episode Sweet. and talked about what we're gonna cover next season and looking forward to kind of getting that format back and keeping keeping that uh that podcast going
1: great stuff I'm, I'm super excited I was a big fan of the uh, of the show what you and Ian were doing it that's how I got connected with you guys. just As a listener, I just reached in and re- responded like anyone else. Sure. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it was just uh, a great show. You guys had a, a phenomenal dynamic. I've been re-listening to the old episodes, too. I'm sure on the on the new feed you'll have the old episodes also?
0: Yes, yeah. i uh, Definitely just put a f- like the first two out to make sure that the connection was working. But yeah, yeah, the plan is just to take them off of the Below Freezing feed and put them on this new one and that they'll be there with, you know, uh, interspersed with the new episodes when they come,
1: and you guys covered uh, hundreds of movies. What, what 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 number did you get up to? Uh,
0: before he passed, I think we got to 122.
1: Yeah, so a ton of footage, ton of uh, a ton of content on on some great movies, some not so great movies, some uh, obscure movies that you wouldn't yeah. uh, you wouldn't th- you wouldn't know about. I think that's the, probably the purpose of the one thousand one my book to kind of raise awareness about some other movies. Um, you know, you guys, uh, talk about some classics, you take down some classics, you knock them off their, their pedestal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We really went after some, uh, I specifically the ones that come to mind are eight and a half and, um, the breathless and the rules of the game, a lot of French new wave films. And it's something we didn't, cause, uh, Farner blows and, uh, the are films that we both really liked, but you know, we definitely got stuck on the, like, if breathless wasn't made, then Tarantino wouldn't exist. We were both like, that's fucking Horseshit.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tarantino was gonna exist no matter what. Yeah. So,
0: um, but yeah. but no, it was it was always fun to, to to go back and forth and and that was you know it was always I never we never really knew what we were gonna bring. I know I shocked the shit out of him with my with my Raging Bull take. He did not yeah. expect that. One of your best episodes too. Um, I think, a great I, great debate. One of my favorite episodes. Um, but yeah, and then eventually we did those director rankings and um, some special episodes and stuff now and then. But uh, but yeah, I'm happy to bring it back and happy to. Have two people really eager about the, the process and, and covering those films. Too, yeah, so. well,
1: Joey's you picked a you picked a good one with Joey. i I feel like a proud father having him go on get, <laughs> get 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 kind of brought to the next job. You get you know get the new a new world of podcasting. The, the for new him. gig, yeah. And he's never he's never short to have a new project on his lap. He's he's gonna and he's gonna be a busy busy fall for him. But I'm, yeah. I'm excited, super excited to listen to it. I listened to your preview episode. It's a great dynamic already and I can't wait for that to grow so Thank you. good stuff all right we've done a lot of talking already but now it's time to talk movies to talk the list here we go Adam are you ready Steve you ready here I'm ready to go let's hear it okay number 10 Adam let's go kick us off so I wanted to I think bring a first to these top 10 lists and I'm,
0: I correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think anybody's done a documentary on their top 10.
1: I don't believe so no I think I think we're we're clear of documentaries so far
0: now whether or not this movie, you know, grand scheme, all-time, makes my top ten, I don't know. This is my top ten right now. So, who knows. There were some choices. I, I, narrowing it down was kind of hard. Um, ones that kind of impacted me. I, you know, Bowling for Columbine was in consideration. Um, Three Identical Strangers. Have you seen Three Identical Strangers? No, I'm not familiar with that I think that it's one. actually, there's a oh. very, um, I think it's set, in, it's not set, it's New York. I, you know, I don't even want to say too much. Just watch Three Identical Strangers if you haven't. It. it is... It plays like a movie. It's tense. You can't believe the twists and turns that it takes. Um, basically, about these the very short versions about these three twin or these three sets of triplets who were separated at birth and find each other oh. sort of happenstance and like the reason, but the reason why they were they were separated and how it all happens. It plays very cinematically. I can't recommend it strongly enough. Yeah, I'll check that out. It looks good. Cool. It's a, uh,
1: 2018. It looks like here.
0: Well, and so my choice is also from 2018. Um, okay, so that
1: Three Ragnarok isn't your, isn't your my number pick. 10. Okay, it gotcha. Was, I gotcha, was okay. very
0: close to being my pick. It's hard to say why this movie registers so much with me, but it my, my documentary pick is also from 2018, and it's called Minding the Gap, which, it's when I describe it, it, it sounds very kind of simplistic in plot, but basically the director's name is Bing Liu, and uh, he he grew up kind of uh, being a skateboarder, and, be, you know, the, the fisheye lens, and uh, recording his friends at skate parks and doing all that, and there's all this footage that basically over over the years, he he put together of him and his friend skateboarding. And the documentary essentially is them a bit more grown up, um, sort of confronting essentially uh, past trauma in their lives. Um, and so it basically follows him and uh, his two friends, um, Keir and Zach, And Keir is this, uh, he's younger than them, and he's he's this black kid who's really good at skateboarding, but he's, he's grown up in a slightly abusive relationship with his dad. Uh, and he never really reconciled with his dad before he passed away. But then there's this this Zach character. Um, and I should say Bing is Asian American and Zach is, is white. and so you've got all these different perspectives on what it is to be in a family and what it is to grow up in, in a household where there was domestic abuse. Uh, but it's interspersed is all of this skateboarding, which is kind of beautifully shot into the thing that grounds these guys. Uh, but in in the process of this movie, the Zach, guy I call, almost call him a character but you know he's a real person he has a son with this this girl that he's not married to and you you watch him in real time process what it is to be a dad but grow I think and it's all set in Rockford Illinois which apparently has like one of the highest crime rates in Illinois and like really high unemployment and it's like just a tough place to grow up and so he's he's trying to process with being a new dad but like not not committing the sins of the father per se. But also not being married to this woman and you, and you see they have a really toxic relationship. And this movie plays, does a really good job with point of view because you get Zach's point of view for so much of the movie, which basically calls his baby mama. Basically, it's it's all her. She's crazy. And you hear, you hear audio recording of a fight they have where she's just yelling at him. And it gives you this perspective like, oh, no, she's bad news. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, there's always the other side of the story. And that's what this movie does, I think, so well is it gives people who never get a chance to tell their side of this their story, their side of the story. Um, I don't know why. This this is one of the few movies on this that, that makes me cry. Um wow. and I think it's this, you know, my parents divorced young and I never really saw domestic abuse, but like all of these people come from broken families and strained relationships with their parents. And and I think at this point, my you know, my oldest was about three, but my youngest was really young still, and just watching like watching this guy who I have nothing in common with, but, like, really suss out, like, I last thing I want to do is fuck up my kids. And I feel like I'm doing that. There's something so relatable to that as a young parent. Like, I don't think that I'm fucking up my kids, but it's like, God, am I? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, uh, and I, it, the Criterion Collection put out a really great copy of it, but I, it's on Hulu, so if you have a subscription, you should be able to watch it. it it's very breezy. It reminds me a lot, if, you, if you're thinking about a feature from Boyhood, Mm. Where it just chronicles the lives of these guys. Not a whole lot happens, but you really get to know them. And when you get to know them, you're, when one of them gets a job, you're like, fucking a, you got a job that's amazing. Like when, like that's the last thing you thought was gonna happen for this person. Um, I cannot. It, I, cool. I was almost not gonna put it on, but I rewatched it. And I was like, no, I gotta,
1: it's I gotta, gotta put it on. Steve, heard of it? Reactions to I it? I haven't
0: heard of it. Um,
2: just did a quick little search as Adam was talking about it, and it looks great. Um, love skateboarding and love... Are they kids? They seem young, but, like, they seem younger, yeah. When they were
0: filming it, Keir was, I think, still in high school, or just graduated, but, like, late teens, early 20s when they made it. So, and it's, you know... I don't know why I just thought of kids, the movie kids. The movie kids, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Like, that movie was... Left a, you know, I took a few film classes in college, and that was one of the first ones we watched. Yeah, and it kind of just made me think of that, like you're just following around these kids kicking around, and yeah, get a good perspective. But I saw Lost to Free Solo. I yeah,
1: I was free. just gonna say that uh, it it's, was up for documentary feature yeah. of the Oscars and lost to Free Solo. Yeah. Free Solo's is one you're, you're big yeah, on, Steve. I watched right?
0: that three times just because it it's like mind-boggling. <laughs> watching and and, that. and there's all different kinds of, of documentaries and and. It's not surprising that I like some of these ones that like I almost put on the uh, the OJ Made in America, but that's not really a movie, even though it won. Um, but I love I love just kind of slipping into somebody's life yeah. and just kind of yeah. seeing it unfold. The process yeah. too. Which, yeah, like, Free Solo. That was like
2: a process of watching someone prepare for <laughs> that, something insane. That is insane. Yeah, that movie's yeah. insane.
1: Yeah. All right, very cool. So that's your number ten, yes. Adam. All right. Adam, let's go move on here to number nine.
0: All right, so so number nine, I'm dubbing the uh, the movie uh, that that changed me, um, and and what I mean by that is a movie that actually like had an effect on the the way that I really view the world. Um, and again, I I tried it. I I had options for all of these, and I I you I almost did I Daniel Blake, which I know I've talked about on a thousand one by one, and I almost picked here. Kind of bummed I didn't in a way, but. So, I went with uh, a movie that we covered on 1001 by one uh, from from 2000, Darren Aronofsky's Requiem for a Dream.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Now, this was one that I fully expected to see here today. Oh, did yes. you? Yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Um, and I, I'm glad we get to talk about this because you, and I know Steve's, <laughs> Steve's peeling the skin Steve back on his face right now. Um, and I, I'm happy that we get to have this conversation, the three of us, because me and Steve have had experiences with this film which are very opposite from your takes on, you know, I you think it, both you and Ian have gone on saying that um, that this should be required viewing, if I'm not misquoting you there. Right. And, and, that, and Steve's yeah. giving the thumbs yeah. up there. But the one that took me back was, I don't know whether it, this was you and, or Ian who said it, was that this is a movie that I watch about once a year. Oh,
0: that's and I'm a- like, oh my God. Like, wh- I think that that was probably both of us. Yeah, um, yeah. Ooh. And and it's one of those things where, it's yeah, it's it's obviously a very hard movie to watch, mm. but it's it's so important that I I can look pa- well not look past the brutality but. Accept it for what it is. I I, I remember I, I saw this when I was a freshman. That's a great point. And like back in back in the days, like you know you you'd scope out movies because you heard they were good. But sometimes you'd look at the back and be like, oh, this has all the things I shouldn't be seeing, right? Nudity and drugs and profanity. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I had no idea what the movie was about. <laughs> yes. When, no, I, when I, mean, I when I got it, i was like, fuck. Am I gonna? I might see boobs. Great. You know, I like very juvenile thought. And then I watched it and I was like, well, that was not the movie I thought it was going to be. But given some of the I'll just call interesting characters that grew up near me kind of around where I, where I grew up. and then seeing this movie, I was like there were people who I thought were, they were older than me but I thought were like the coolest people. but like no, this is who they were. These were people who were just using others to get what they needed. Mm. Um, and so when I when I watched this, I kind of realized like I've been be- like again, I'm not gonna get into the weird personal story behind this but like I've been getting played for a while. And it's like, and I think that um, it's important to see all the all the sides of it. And I think that even though I would call this Ellen Burstyn's movie, mm-hmm. everybody shines in this movie. I mean, and, and I know Ian, like this is mm-hmm. one where I'm going to give a, a modern day equivalent of this in a second. But sure. like, this is one where everybody in this should have been nominated.
1: And I agree with that. Um, yeah.
0: And it reminds me a lot of mm-hmm. even Shooter.
1: Sure. <laughs> Shooter did get it comes Shooter in. McGavin.
0: He, he did all that in one day. He was good. All. He was um, good. Reminds me a lot of Mass. Christopher McDonald, sorry. Man, sure. Yes. Which is which is a movie that, on and I hate that this sounds so like hoity toity, but like I think Mass was too real for people, and they just didn't want to I acknowledge the greatness it. of that movie. I think Requiem is the same way, and just like I feel like in a way, I think Mass should be required shooting for fucking parents mm. of children going to school now. Yeah. Requiem should be required. Viewing for kids in high
1: school. Yes, you know that's a that's a, a a a cool statement, and I agree with that one. And Steve, you were nodding your head and giving a thumbs up on on that too. Yeah, it's a
2: great movie, but I hate it.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> it. I don't hate
2: it. I mean, like it's just this leaves it. It really affects me. I don't know. And I, I think but, it's because it is so real. You know, people like this that you know I grew up in. You know, everyone grows up in a town where you know people like this. Yeah, exactly. It's just. It's tough. And even now with how bad the opi- opioids, o- opioids are yeah. and everything involved, like, yeah, I mean, it should be watched. I mean, the scene with Jennifer Connolly though, like, that'd be uncomfortable viewing, I think, for young people. Sure. But she put herself in, you know, a position where those types of things happen, I guess. I don't know. It's was tough to watch. Well, yeah. it,
0: And it's, it's not like it's still relevant. I mean, I not that it was good, but I just watched, Melissa and I just watched that little Netflix documentary series, The Most Hated Man on the Internet, about the guy, the revenge porn guy. Yeah. And like, there are a lot of people in that who are like, you find yourselves like, you just want to dip your toe into a world and then all of a sudden, now it is your world. And instead of rejecting it, you embrace it for what it is and that's that's what happens to Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. She It just becomes a part of, yeah. now this is just who I am versus trying to, push back
1: it. Yeah, and and in our uh, our 12 Years a Slave episode, one of the other nominees that year was uh, Wolf of Wall Street. And Steve, you were kind of talking a little bit about that and and saying one of the one of the issues that you have with it is is that you see high school kids Today, and they watch that and they think everything in there is cool. And that's what I want. They're excited about it.
2: Yeah, they they're, want it. they're like,
1: aspiring to be. It's glorifying yeah. some drug use in some ways that, that Requiem of the Dream is the opposite. No that. no one is watching Requiem the Dream like, yo, let's get into heroin. Yeah, you okay. know, it's like, nah. His arm at the end. Yeah. You never get. I don't care. I, I mean, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I think that anyone who's seen Requiem from a Dream for the first time remembers where they were sitting. When they see that arm scene with with Jared Leto, I mean, it's just that burns into your brain. And yeah, I think that on the flip side of Wolf of Wall Street, you know, I, I Grant, Grant brings up, well, you know, the kids are missing the point. But the problem is, is with with impressionable youth, like it doesn't matter if they miss the point. They're already like, oh, I'm going into finance, and I'm you know, gonna gonna gonna, yeah. gonna go chase that dream. Throw midgets
2: into the crowd.
1: Yeah, I I do think that "Wrecking for a Dream" is something that everyone should. It's a stop sign that everyone should have in their the life at some real point. "Real
2: Kids."
0: You know, no, well, yeah, yeah, it, it has a very. Similar, it's a very yeah, tough watch, yeah. but I think it's important to watch. And then, and then, so I guess to bring it back to why it's on the list specifically, though, is that something like "Kids." Nothing against "Kids," but "Kids" is kind of shittily made. Right. Uh, Darren Aronofsky directed the fuck out of this yeah. movie yeah, and he it's and that if you look at no other scene you look at the scene where they speed up Alan Burstyn cleaning the entire house and the camera's tracking like this but she's moving a mile oh, a, minute. Like such it's just...
1: a she's such a tragic character uh, yes That's my god I,
0: yes and and um, just as, gives we, a beautiful <laughs> performance
1: me and Steve uh, we uh, we had a um, our third roommate a couple of years back who's a a real character and he just there was one like beautiful sunny Saturday and like I for whatever reason he like convinced us to watch we said, let's watch a movie today. I'm in a movie mood. We're like what? He's like, Requiem for a dream, let's do it. We're like no, it's beautiful out. Yeah, we're I having a good day the like the movie
2: what? and walked outside and just stared off into the,
1: into the <laughs> sky for an hour afterwards. He goes, Yeah, we probably shouldn't have watched that today we're done. We're like, Well yeah, well we didn't want to we're like what you were the So like, yeah, it's a heavy one, huh? Uh yeah, for a good good well, you stuff. brought
2: up a great point. He, he the way he made the film was
0: Amazing! And yeah. only his second film out of yeah, Pi and, and, and and
1: I I love pie. I know pie yes, a fun, I weird get movie. It. It's a first film and all that. But I, I have nothing but fond fun memories of pie. And I was one I haven't seen in a while. But, but and I just got to throw out too. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is one of my favorite actresses of all time. I think she's, she's just incredible. Yeah. She gets under she's, incredible, was awesome. in she's yeah. incredible in it. She's uh, incredible in it. I love her. Yeah, so she gets really undershot in the big screen. I, I realized some of her. You know, some of her filmography dips off at some points and whatnot, but I I, I love her. And, and I, I agree, the four principles should have all been up, even, even Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans is yeah.
0: phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah I, I Sometimes it's hyperbolic to say everybody in the cast should have been nominated, but yeah. for real, Lee, yeah. both leads, both supporting. And it wasn't necessarily a hugely dominant year where you can't tick somebody out from each cast. I, I know Ellen Burstyn got nominated, but it's, it would have been very easy to have gotten them. In, yeah. But Who yeah. beat her? Julia Roberts in Aaron, Aaron Rockovich,
1: which is, I get it.
0: That's a career achievement. God, she was so a yeah. flashy, me, me flashy. Me performance. Yes, uh, yeah, but it,
1: yeah. Go All on. right, before we go on another uh, <laughs> <laughs> another avenue, and there is a one thousand one by episode, which is which is it's uh, you live it right now. now yes. which it's definitely good, highly recommended listening episode. to that. It's, yep. it's awesome. So uh, okay, so that was number nine. Let's go number to eight. break.
0: Number eight was not on the list initially. Um, and it didn't have a, a pure action movie on the list, and I wouldn't, I can't even say that this is a pure action movie, and I can't, I'm, I'm a little mad at myself that this director has made my top ten, uh, but coming in at number eight from 1998,
1: Armageddon. Yes, Michael bay, Michael bay in the mix. I think this is our first Michael Bay sighting in the top ten series. So exciting, and
0: everybody's got their Bay. Right, I mean, I I have nothing against the rock. Rock is great. People, I know, I know some people. That's their favorite. It's mine. Either yeah. Bad Boys or Bad Boys Two can be somebody's favorite. Below freezing episode of Bad Boys Two, but Armageddon does all of the things that I, I enjoy. It's a it's a huge cast. I, the other day, I was actually, I have this weird unwritten rule that like if a movie has ten people at least that I can name. For better or worse, I'm probably going to enjoy some of it because there's just that many recognizable names. And like, I don't want to take all the time to breathe through everybody in that movie, but it's, it's a huge cast. It's obscenely long, but because it's as long as it is and you kind of get to know the entire roughneck crew, you care when they die. You care when Michael Clark Duncan eats it on the, up on the asteroid and when other people, you know, when Bruce Willis sacrifices himself for Ben Affleck, it's... I, I enjoy it for the, the craziness of it and the action of it. This is also, this is a guaranteed crime movie for me. Wow. Guaranteed. And it has nothing to do with Bruce Willis or Liv Tyler or Ben Affleck. We get a scene about halfway through the movie, right before they're about to go up, and Will Patton goes to his ex-wife's house and his son is on the thing. And, he, and you can see on his face that he knows who this is and she... She, uh, April O'Neil from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, <laughs> pushes him inside, and she's like, "You can't come around." It confuses him. And he doesn't say what he's <sighs> gonna do, but I'm gonna do something big. And then later, the kid recognizes him, and she goes, "And she goes, that's your dad." But it's it's later. It's when they've, it's when they've landed. Chills. And he's walking back, and he's the only one not expecting to see anybody, and his son runs up. Uh, it every time, every time it it just bowls me over. And so good. It's overly dramatic, but it's like, and it, it would be the next, it would be Pearl Harbor where he goes too far and it doesn't work for me. But like this, it's that fine edge where it just absolutely works.
1: Yeah, I love this choice. This is a great, this is a great choice. Steve, I know you have Armageddon thoughts. Let's so talk to you, Armageddon.
0: First. I'm taking it
2: out of my top ten list. It was in my top. Oh, ten.
1: oh wow! Um, <laughs> Keep it in there. No, no,
2: because no, I like to spice it up too. I have some <laughs> others I could plug in there. That's I'm, ima- first of all. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you got you guys connected uh, on art again. Just, and there you uh, go. I love that movie so much. Uh, I rewatched it growing up, so many times, so many feels, and I I can't quote it right now. I should have wrote it down, but I think one of my favorite lines is when he. Uh, he gets off Stamper, I guess. and that's, Who was uh, the good-looking guy? It looks like Nick. McConaughey? No, no, no. Um, Owen Wilson? Owen the guy saying. that gives the patch um, oh, at oh, the end. Oh, Will, like, Will Fickner. He is was It uh, was proud to serve next to yes, the greatest that's man. that's William and, Fickner. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want someone to say it about me one day. Like, <laughs> it was Permission like, to shake yes, the Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> I was like, Ugh! every time I watch it, it's so great. Bruce Willis is one of my favorite actors of all time. That's you know some people like him, some people hate him. Um, the whole the whole cast. Yeah. It uh, it's an amazing it just brings cast. back memories of me like big badass films like Top Gun just came out. That was yeah. a big badass film. Armageddon is another big badass
0: film. And yeah. I, I love it. I also I like it. to feel like I've I've become a connoisseur of the uh, the one fucking PG thirteen movies. And, and Billy Bob Thornton delivers the hell out of it where they're about to set off the nuke before they're ready and he goes, this is
1: one order you shouldn't follow and you fucking know it. And then he leaves and I'm like, god damn Billy Bob. <laughs> you, you use oh. the one F-bomb you get in the oh, PG-13 so movie. Great. That's ah. amazing. Yeah. And I love Billy Bob Thornton. I'm such There's a, a low key Billy. Oh, well, that's the, the other thing was like, genius. <laughs> I watched this for our Argo, like rewatched like, for the Argo episodes, it was somewhat recently. and. I just remember thinking, God, what a time to be alive when Steve Buscemi's front and center in the blockbuster of the summer. You know, yeah, like that was like, just like, you know what? Sick. Get him in there. Get him in there. He's hilarious in the movie. He's great. He is he's great. great. He's just, he's an absolute We're, we're creep staying, and,
0: we're going, we're staying, we're going. Big, I had a great view of the end of the world up here. Oh, it's great.
1: Oh, man. That's uh, amazing. Love it. Love it. It's so funny. That's so fun. So that was your number eight? Yes. Adam? You know okay. I
2: bumped out of there, which is not getting back in. Similar wheelhouse, Conair, like Uh, another another big like uh, ten person. Yep. Like
1: awesome, love cost episode of of Rewind. Yep. Yeah. Conair rocks. Uh, Okay, so that was your number eight. Yes. Number seven. Okay, so
0: this is my um, my Christopher Nolan pick, Uh, and I know depending on who you are, Nolan gets a lot of flack, Um, and I I, he also gets a lot of love. Yes. There's definitely there's there's two camps. and I, re, I looked at our our letterbox list because Ian and I did a definitive Christopher Nolan ranking. And when I did it at the time, uh, my number one was The Dark Knight. That is not my pick. And I wanted to go with the more informative one, the one that shaped me more. And the way that I was moved by Pulp Fiction when I saw it is the same way that I was moved when I saw Memento, mm. which is my number seven pick. I was a freshman in high school. And I was—and this was the first... I remember because the, the Academy Awards that had just happened was the one where Gladiator won. And that was one of the first times I can remember seeing the movie before it would win Best Picture and being like, yeah. And I, I, so I kind of made it a thing, and I, I had my first job, and I could buy, buy movies and go to movies, and I had, I had more accessibility. So I tried to see as much as I could. And in the same weekend, when I was a freshman, I watched this and Mulholland Drive on a Saturday. And my, my 15-year-old brain was just fucking like, what, is, what are movies and what is happening? Yeah, Well, and drive in more of a demented way. But um, I watched this, and the second I got done, I was like, "This is what I. This is what movies are to me. I I want to see movies that make me feel something, and that are changing the scope of how you can make movies. And it's a it's a bummer because I. I Personally, I think the biggest Christopher Nolan Pet Peeve is that he's, he's stripped it so far away from how he began. Because mm-hmm. even if you don't like Following, Following is a very fun movie that also plays with time and, and how everything is presented.
1: I believe that's my only Nolan Gap. That, okay, uh, that an Insomnia, I haven't seen. So, ah, yeah. Insomnia is good, too.
0: I yeah. like it. <laughs> um, but Memento, and outside of the originality of the script, outside of the inventiveness of the storytelling, I mean, it gives... It gave Guy Pierce a chance to be a lead. I mean, I know he had been a, a big lead in, in LA Confidential, but this is just purely him as the lead. Nobody else gets to overshadow him. And then you got Joey Pants just throwing, just curveballs every Alfie. every five minutes. <laughs> and <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss, who, if anybody, anybody our age knew her other than um, Trinity at that point, it, it would surprise me. And yep. she comes in, and like one scene in particular, just knocks you on your ass. And I... I and I, I think you've mentioned this on the Oscar pod, like original screenplay. That is my category, mm-hmm. and that's the, the film's nominated. And I was so, still am so bummed that Gosford Park won over this. Um, that's all. That's all. But,
2: man, right. Yeah. Know, and
0: don't get me wrong. I've I've come around on that movie. I do enjoy it, but not not nearly as much as
1: Memento. I think this movie really changed the game. It's so memento for me it has a I think a pretty important relationship I'd say with memento. And just saying that you know when you go to college, you go away to college. For those who have um, had the you know had the the um, honor to go away to college because it's it's not easy. It's expensive. It's hard. You know, so my, I, I was very very lucky to have two great parents who made it happen for me. In addition to the to the work I was able to do in the classroom. But going to school, being on your own, you you uh, you bond with new people in new ways in a, a crazy time of your life, 17, 18, you know, or, or 18, 19, whatever, however you wherever your birthday falls. Mm-hmm. Here we are on the floor of college. And yes, you bond through Madden and video games and then you bond through sports and you bond through different ways. But movies was, was an area where a lot of the guys on our floor, because we had an all guys floor at Fordham. They, they went guys, girls, guys, stacked them up on the other on way up the building. Could, uh, Jesuit schools that's how they do it but movies was an area that we bonded in and we all had our movies that we threw out it's like oh no this is the one we're going to watch now. this is one and a kid on our floor picked Memento as he goes no this is if you want to if you want to get into movies if you want to care about movies this is a movie you've got to watch and I remember real distinctly the group of us sitting there watching it and and a good portion of the people in the room had not seen it and their minds were, were blown and it it is it is a, a great experience of a movie. I love that choice. His, uh, it's not his first one. His second, second feature, film. okay. Yeah. Second feature, okay.
0: And yeah. and again, and, and following is not a, a a perfect film by any means. There's a there's a pretty good Criterion collection transfer of it, but it shows you exactly where he was going to go. And there was, I don't think he's like the promise that he made by making this film hasn't been left. I think he's he's certainly continued to make interesting movies, but this is I, I want him to go back and make a small intimate movie like this um and and i know there's the like once you know the twist is it worth going back i absolutely think there is i actually um mike from cinemasts um Mm -hmm. i did a double feature episode on pulp fiction and memento so i've been able to talk about this movie at fair length but it's 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 so witty and it's 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 the kind of movie that it's like i watch and i go god i fucking wish i could have written that script it's
2: just i think it's it's brilliant
1: uh steve you see Memento. I have not, mm.
2: and I just added it to my list, because it's one of those things, It's I know it, obviously I know the director, it's just never, uh, I never plugged it in somehow, yeah. it's funny how that happens, but I see it's on Hulu also, so. Oh, boom. Oh,
1: there you go. So. And can, can I just want Hollywood to wake up one morning and say, you know what, we're going all in on Guy Pierce. You know, like I love Guy You know, I recently watched
2: the which Christmas thing was I? Oh, watching? the Christmas
1: Carol like uh, With remake Guy show. Guy
2: Pearce. Oh, what? I didn't know it was a thing. Was it's on Hulu? It's like a it's like a special on Hulu. Okay.
1: okay. A mini series, right? <laughs> really good. It's so they do like a amazing. they do like a gritty he like plays, dark uh, version he, of Christmas Carol. He
0: plays um, Scrooge. Nice. And he was awesome. Whenever he shows up, I just yeah. feel like ah yes. Even his, uh, in you haven't done it yet, but the King's Speech.
1: Great. Yeah, 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 great in uh, He he pops up in a couple weird best picture it. He's in not uh, he's in Hurt Locker too. Yes, he's in, like a little spot in Hurt yeah. Locker. Yep. He was recently in the the Kate Winslet show on eight on HBO yes, Max. That's what I was just but trying really, to think of. Mare of and yeah, and I really liked him in it. He played such a
0: yeah. I you know, want more
1: of him. Yeah, I wanted more of him too. But it was kind of like God. I'm glad he's in this. Like he doesn't really have anything to do with the plot. But God, I'm happy he's
0: here. Have you seen Animal Kingdom?
1: Uh, I have not, no.
0: Jackie Weaver got a nomination for it. I mean, it's like 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. He's yep. in it. It's it's all, It's all. like an Australian kind of crime movie. It,
1: yeah. right, he's kind of just always on the peripheral. When is he going to get that one? You hope he gets that one
0: supporting role. See, I, he's I just, keep doing what he's doing. I, I think he's yeah. built himself into this like, I'm going to just kind of slip in and you're going to be like, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Yeah. That kind
1: of thing. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. That's great. Okay, so that was your uh, um, number seven, Adam. Yes. All right, number six.
0: Number six. Probably could be higher. Just recently, we watched it. Just came out on four K. I I don't even else know what else to say. It's nineteen ninety five. It's my Michael Mann pick. It's Heat.
1: Oof, heat. Yeah. I mean, what is there to say about it? And I would have to say that that's probably one of the movies that you didn't cover on one thousand one by one that you were probably close to. And and because I know you guys, I feel like you just referenced it constantly. Like we
0: talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and we and we probably were gonna wait for like an anniversary because it's, mm-hmm. it's 95, so, so who knows. Um, yeah, this movie is... Big cast,
1: big cast. De oh, Niro and Pacino guest. on screen together.
0: It, it, I like
1: Tom Sizemore. Right?
0: Oh, I, yeah, he's great. Yeah. All right, Slick. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it's it's one of those things where 95, and again, you know, uh, BPC is not a who should have won podcast, but mm-hmm. 95 is a fucking stupid year for Best Picture nominees. You can do an entire redo of including the winner which is Braveheart you could do an entire redo if you wanted to with the movies that should have been nominated I have another one coming up from 95 later Toy Story Casino Ooh. uh Leaving Las Vegas if that's your jam um it is there's just a lot there's just a, there's a, I, there's, um but uh uh so yeah it, yeah it, I think it, we even talked about
1: that in the Braveheart episode oh, Dead Man Walk was Deadman yeah, walking it up was. that might not even have been yeah. up for Usual Suspects 95? Too.
0: No, yeah. Dead Man Walking was not for Best Picture. It was not up for Best Picture? Yet. Yeah. And this, sorry, this is the
1: Braveheart wins. The, the, the post or the, Il yeah, Postino, yeah, yeah.
0: Sense and Sensibility,
1: Babe. For some reason, yeah. Well, a, no, a no, don't 13. Don't uh, Mike from Cinemas just perked up in his seat? I, He's a big listen, Babe listen, guy. Listen, I'm,
0: oh. I'm not saying that Babe is a bad movie.
1: It's not. My kids love it. Should it have been nominated for Best Picture? You, 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 this is what I'll say though. In the modern in the, mod- the way they're doing it now with the 10, that's where I feel like that was their... They were trying to do what they do now with the 10 with the 5. And the problem is when you do that with the 5, you, yeah. you're, you're criminally excluding someone. But then my, my question, my response would be, over toy story. No, no, that and I said that on the on the, <laughs> oh, on, okay. on the episode right. I did say yeah, that. I'm like, I'm like you, do, do you their intentions were right. They picked the they wrong just, they movie. They picked the wrong out. movie. Like yeah. Yeah. they were they were they were right there. They yeah. were right there. They're like, you know what, we're supposed to do something here. Uh <laughs> the pig. You know, Check no, no. Yes. wrong pig, wrong pig, you have the piggy bank. You wanted the piggy bank. Three weeks later, um, sorry, the mice yeah.
2: in the
0: corner. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah,
0: but he, I mean, I, I just, I literally just watched it. Maybe oh, no, it was on, uh, it was on Saturday. Melissa was like, "You're, she was, you're starting classes soon. Watch whatever you want." I was like, Thank you. Yeah, and, I ju- and it just came out before I bought because it, it's me. I got the Steelbook 4K version because I'm a dork, and um, just like, just I just I just had a beer or two and watched it and just it's filmed so good it's just so good uh really great performances from everybody kind of underrated Elliot Goldenthal's score i think it's uh dante spinati who does the cinematography for it it's just and like that scene the scene was important back in the day because oh it's pacino and and de niro for the first time mm. but then you you watch what they're doing and it's like it's so subtle but there's so much behind what they're doing it, it actually is a fucking, just a perfect scene it's just yeah and then, like, the heist. I mean, how do you not Amazing. just turn on the heist? I cranked it. Melissa came downstairs after I was like, Are you done? I'm like, Yeah, that part's done. I'll turn it back down. But, like, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's very testosterone driven. I won't deny that. But it's, I, hey, you know, sometimes,
1: sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. It's
0: just, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Possibly the best we've seen
1: of Val Kilmer? Is that, is that the best Val? It,
0: I mean, it, it certainly might be. Um, I mean, you like The Doors?
1: I have not seen The Doors. I, I don't not... like that movie. Yeah. I think okay. he's. I
0: think he's a good Jim Morrison. Yeah, it's it's Jim start, Jim Morrison, right? Yeah. yeah. Am I screwing up the Morrisons? Yes. Um, no.
1: John Morrison's a, a w. Or is it I Van know. Morrison. And Van Morrison is a, a, think, a wonderful artist. I think
2: The Heat might be Val's best. I don't
0: know. But yeah, uh, but I, but it's just it's everybody. Everybody is so good in this, and and it's just it's one of those things where you can't believe. It's just so hard to imagine a world where this doesn't get nominated for anything, despite the fact that it's got that, that is, who it has yeah. in it and how it's directed, and I yeah. just and how it's lived on in the zeitgeist. I mean, yeah. this might be one of the 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 most popular films from that year that didn't just got no recognition.
1: And and I've heard uh, I've heard stories and anecdotes about this is that, that that in many ways that kind of broke Michael Mann and his kind of opinion of of. Um, the Oscars in Hollywood, like it was, it was very, very earth shattering. Which is which,
0: is, which is great I mean, and and don't get me wrong. I mean, I I definitely picked this as my man pick, but like I was very close to putting on the insider
1: because that yeah. movie is. I have not seen the insider. Oh man,
0: but. I can't even. Like again, I, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 probably the second best Russell Crowe performance, and and Michael Mann does something really different with the camera. Yeah, it's oh, fucking he's, good. He's, yeah. It's Steve. Really uh, uh heat thoughts. He, I loved him.
2: And in yeah. fact, I haven't watched it in like twenty years, so oh. yeah. I'm really do some rewatches. Yeah. We got the new surround
1: sound too, yeah. big screen. Let's let's go. Uh-huh. Get the get the four K going. The, um, uh, yes. uh, Chris a uh, uh, Chris G of of Best Picture cast here. A big a big favorite of Heat, and and he um I was, I'm pretty shocked he didn't have it on his list to be honest with you, but yeah. All right, Heat, love it. Anyways, that's number six. Yes. Okay, so that's the uh, the back five. Yes. So before we head. To the front five here. Just a couple questions I gotta throw out. Okay. And it starts with best picture winners that might have made your list if they were involved. You don't have to lock so that they definitely would have been, but ones that would have been considered for the top 10.
0: Yeah, so I I did this, and I did it fast, and there's there's more than I like on here, so I'll just rattle them through. Um, it,
1: it, it's, please include as many as you want. Yeah. So, you, know, so, you know I'm a Best Picture uh, winner lover. Yes. So you So give them all the love. So
0: not all of these you've, you've covered on the show yet, but movies that would have been in consideration at, at some point in the mess of movies that, that were in consideration. It happened one night, mm. Casablanca, West Side Story, The Apartment, Lawrence of Arabia, The Godfather, Signs of the Lambs, Gladiator, No Country for Old Men, and There is Some Recency Bias But Parasite. Very any, cool. Any and all of those movies. I
1: can comfortably say I don't have I don't have many negative things to say. Sorry for spoiler alerts for future episodes. I don't have many negative things to say about any of those movies you just said. They're all wonderful, wonderful.
0: I and and the right. ones that the ones that have more personal connections, Casablanca, um,
1: Steve, one of your favorites. That is yeah. my favorite. Yeah, it's I number one. Yeah. I didn't
0: see that until I was in college, and uh, Melissa, again, who just feeds my habit of physical media, she should stop, but I don't want her to, <laughs> um, bought okay. me this really cool old school, it was when it was still not, Blueberries weren't, weren't around yet, and she got me this collector's package that came with a, a passport cover and, like, these cool. postcards and stuff, and I had nev- we'd never seen it. She was like, this just looked really neat, so I thought you should have it. Then we watched it, and yeah. we were just smitten. Um, West Side Story is Melissa's favorite movie which I've I've uh, done a I've done a full 180 on with West Side Story Well, as have I West Side
2: Story <laughs> here we go I recently watched it and I didn't know <laughs> which one the new one the new one okay. but the, he's, he's not gonna but go I, where you think he's gonna go with this I story. didn't know the story at all okay so I was loving it I was like oh this is great they're gonna end up together you know blah 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 and then the whole Bernardo thing happened and I, I didn't finish it <laughs>
0: So you so so you didn't know that this didn't was just know. Romeo and Juliet. No. Okay.
2: No, no. He got,
1: he's, he's watching he's watching with his girlfriend and and she's like what what do you mean you don't know? like it's Romeo and Juliet that was gonna have oh, a happy man. ending. Oh, he's like sorry. Ah, he and, I and I
2: just was like
1: and she's like oh you didn't know this was Shakespeare Shakespeare or whatever. I was just enjoying it. I thought it was
2: a love story.
1: <laughs> I tell. We just recently recorded our episode on a Wesen story, and I tell that same oh, story. Man. keep yeah, got um, d-
2: for a week.
1: That you're telling, retelling me, like I'm just like could I have your ba-? I'm like, dude, how did you not know Romeo and Juliet? Like, what? Like, th- they're not just gonna have this and have dance off in sunset. I guess maybe you could not think that based on how it's set up. So, Adam, same thing with you, and you'll hear our, our episode on. Actually, our episode on it will be out by the time you you hear this. But 180 is exactly what I've done in it too. It's it's a movie I'll, I'll keep on now. Yeah, but, you know, if it's on, But yeah. Great, great choices there. Um, A lot of those we haven't covered yet. Apartment, Parasite, No Country, but um, uh, Gladiator, Um, It Happened One Night, all all good stuff. Um, So, you know, you have 1001 episodes on It Happened One Night, Gladiator, West Side Story, what did I miss?
0: uh, The Apartment. And Sounds of the Lambs. And Sounds of the Lambs.
1: Cool. You do have an apartment episode.
0: See, that was a part of our decade by decade, our our back to back Wilder, where we went from Sunset Boulevard to The Apartment.
1: That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, there were some takes on that I didn't know, too, but, you know, They weren't yours. I, they weren't I know yours. they weren't. That's right. I, I, I did... I was able to talk to Ian about those and, and make some, you know... I just, you know, to me... There's a thousand one movies in the book. We can have the apartment in there. Let's let's keep the apartment in there. I agree. Yes. Uh, okay. So, uh, before we move on to it, i got to ask also now. So, you've thrown out a couple of, a couple of big directors there. Were this, any of the second-place movies from the directors you chose in in contention here. So Nolan, Mann, uh, I don't think the second place of Michael Bay is getting in the mix there. No, no. Uh,
0: I mean, uh, no. Uh, for Nolan, I mean, I honestly, I had, uh, Michael Mann, the insider possibly. Uh, and then for Christopher Nolan, I I, I The Dark Knight, Inception, or, or Prestige. The Dark Knight, it, The Dark Knight is the most rewatchable, I think, of his movies. Um, and Inception, I have such a, such a silly theater nerd story of the first time I saw that movie and just like, Nothing will beat the experience of seeing it for the first time in theaters with like 20 eager theater kids, um, as I was at that time. Um, But any of, like, those were all in consideration, but Memento, I think, has the more lasting
1: impact on it. Yeah, cool. Obviously, I'm a huge Begins guy. Batman Begins? Yeah, I'm a big Begins guy. So that and Prestige, I bounce between being my favorites. Um, I think that the, I think Batman Begins is a little more rewatchable. Prestigious, oh, it's really awesome. Have you seen Prestige? Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Okay, Adam, it's time for the top five here. Let's go. Number five.
0: Uh, number five is a movie. I'm surprised made it this high. Kind of surprised it made the list, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's my, it's my comedy pick, but even then, it's 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 a, it's a kind of a darker comedy, and um, I feel like, you know, for for those of you know those of you listening who don't. Know me and 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 didn't know Ian. Um, if you smushed us together, I think you would get the lead character from this movie. It's from two thousand, and it is the John Cusack-led High Fidelity. Ooh, is my is my number five. And basically, for anybody who hasn't seen it, John Cusack is going through a breakup, and basically decides to talk to camera and talk about his top five breakups of all time. And there's a lot of list making, thus makes very, very apropos for this. But he owns a record store and he, and he works at it. Jack Black works there too. And God, what a performance from Jack Black. It's really <laughs> really the first time he was showcased in this way. Um, God, he's fucking hysterical. And, um, and it, it's... I, I really wanted this slot to go to Anchorman as like the pure comedy. And that is probably one of my favorite, like just pure yuck, yuck comedies.
1: Yeah. I I agree there.
0: But I I rewatched this and I was like, you know what? This is just so my style. And then as, as I was watching it too, I was like, this is God, if you pushed, if you made me and Ian one person, it would be this guy owning a record store. Very kind of solemn and thoughtful like Ian was, but also had these big outbursts, like something like, like I would do. Um, I think this movie is so great, the way it continues to break the fourth wall, the way that John Cusack is talking to you through the movie as if he needs to get your, not your permission, but just to, to let you know what he's thinking and feeling throughout the movie. I, I think this movie is brilliant, and um, I watched it again about two weeks ago, and I just, I, no, there's not enough love for this movie.
1: Yeah, cool. One I haven't seen it. It's one of my brother's favorites, uh, I think. I might even make his list, but uh, Steve, I Fidelity.
2: Yeah, I saw it years ago and I was just watching the trailer in silence and looking at Jack Black and it's another one I need to revisit and the other guy too, the small guy He's from Jerry Maguire. Yes, that guy. He's the nanny in Jerry Maguire. (laughs) Yes. He's good. Oh
0: he's so he's so meek and like Feeble and like kind of sweet in the movie. Uh, Tim Tim Robbins has a cameo in this movie. Um, I always like John Cusack for some reason. I, me too. You know, I I've always loved John yeah. Cusack. Part of me wanted to put Better Off Dead on this list. I I, yeah. I don't love it enough, but it, it I think it's very funny. And there's something about his delivery and 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 it's like he could have gone the the Rat Pack way and been way more like prim and proper, but he went he went the other way. He always played the morose straight guy, and I've always. In Con Air, he could, I think he stands out in Con Air. Danny yeah. Trejo has that famous quote when he was talking to somebody like, who scared you the most on set? And he's like, Sean Cusack." <laughs> oh, really? I didn't see that. I love that. Um, I, I, I it, This is one of those ones where it's kind of hard to explain, but I think as I rewatched it, I just think it's there's something so sweet underneath it too, though, about somebody who wants to wants to do something but doesn't quite know what it is and he, he owns a record store. By the by the end of the movie he's kind of producing a record and doing more what he thinks he wants to do with his life um, I think it's a very sweet movie it's a very dark funny movie uh, Bruce Springsteen also has a cameo in it which is pretty fun um, I don't know I, I the list making part of it and just John Cusack's performance if, if you want to know for anybody who cares if you smushed Ian and I together that's John Cusack as Rob well, Gordon in this well, movie well that's why I like
2: I make lists, too. Yeah. I make lists, like, every day. <laughs> Even though none of them make sense and they're always messed up. But, like, mm-hmm. it's the kind of reason why I like that character. Yeah. He just makes lists. Cool.
1: And that was your pick in our uh, rom-com tournament? It was one of my picks. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, it cool. was. Didn't and do so hot. Didn't do horrible, either. I think no. it made it... Didn't make it tr- a couple I rounds. I I don't know maybe like. a save bracket. Maybe I definitely... people
2: right. hate on Jack Black, I'm on the other side. I like well,
0: and I think it's all about putting him in the right the right thing. And mm-hmm. he doesn't he doesn't he does overshadow the movie and he's so big and bombastic. And the whole there's a whole thing in the movie where he's his band's gonna play at the end and John Cusack is petrified because he's like, this is the prick who works at my record store, this isn't gonna go very well. And then he sings a rendition of Martin Gaye's Let's yes. Get It On. And he kills it. Yeah. Just kills it. And John Cusack's look at the end is like, oh shit, this is going pretty well. I I I yeah, again. I highly recommend this
1: movie Cool Love School of Rock too Yeah, yeah. I
0: really really really
2: like that yeah. I like Shallow Hal too like, uh, Hasn't, hasn't aged well, But he's no, in it, it has he's not, in it I was INF for possibly The sub 50 Cause yeah, Wait, it's, it's funny but It has not aged well No It's, it's not it's... cool an uncomfortable um, watch
1: these days. but
2: You know, George Costanza's character, Jason Alexander's oh, God, character. So weird. He's weird. such He's a scumbag. Tails He's, <laughs> He's got He's <laughs> got a tail.
1: It's a bizarre I plot. like that he got like a big spot in a film though. It's yeah. cool that, you know, that, that post-Seinfeld book. Okay, so that's number five, High Fidelity. Adam, number four?
0: Number four, 1990, 1999. This is my Paul Thomas Anderson pick, and it is Magnolia.
1: This one I knew was coming. There you, is. Know, you you love to talk magnolia. I do. Dare I say, this is my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie too. I know that There Will Be Blood has made it's made a bunch no, of lists here so far. And,
0: and don't get me wrong, I think I think There Will Be Blood is his best made
1: movie. Right.
0: Um, like it's and it's God, it's it's epic, and I can't.
1: Yeah, hard okay. to argue against. I'm,
0: that. I'm gonna, there's this take I'm going to say for tomorrow that's close to There Will Be Blood, but it's not. But yeah, There Will Be Blood is, is great. It's I'm not doubting the, the significance of that movie. And I like I have my little my side things here. And it's like I could have picked Boogie Nights. Mm. I could have picked There Will Be Blood. I love the master. I fucking Walking Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman put on master class clinics crazy. in that movie. It's crazy. Um, but this one is another one of those ones where I saw it hit me at the right time.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. And I, part of me is still like, he got all of that in a movie. And I know that that's part of it is like, look at how kaleidoscopic and interconnected this all is. But it was, and the, the cold open with all of the different stories that aren't related to it, but are going to give you an idea of what you're about to watch. The Exodus 8-2 with the frogs at the end. Spoiler alert. Um, Tom Cruise's performance. I mean, Jason Every, Robards, everybody's performance in the movie, yeah. Yeah, Tom uh, Cruise
1: is. I, I, I think it's a, it's a crime that Tom Cruise didn't win the Oscar for yeah. this. I mean, this. This, was his Oscar. This is who the one he should have won. won. Michael Keane, uh, Michael Keane won a second, his second Oscar, um, for The Saturday. House Rules. He wasn't at the first one when he won the first one, and you know he gets, he gets to make his speech at the, um, So the uh, Green Mile was one of the other nominees. Yeah. Michael uh, Clark Duncan, another great performance. I love it.
0: Haley and Joel Osment, yep. yep. and Jude Law, to Mister Ripley.
1: Okay, yeah. So that I mean, to me, Cruz blows uh, them all out of the water. I, I agree. Uh, I agree. It his the layers to his character in this, um, the vulnerability mixed with hostility. Uh, it's 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 a, it's a it's an unbelievable, unbelievable. Form.
0: I was thinking recently about Tom Cruise because we just talking about Talk-On Maverick and and like early Tom Cruise, Rain Man, few good Men. I think even in Jerry Maguire, he had this. He used to do this thing where he was exasperated, where he would like throw his arms out and kick his leg and be like, "Fine!" <laughs> and that was a Tom Cruise thing, and he would do it, and that was that. That was how he showed, "God, I'm just so angry."
1: Yeah. And the, the coiled spring, is yes. Like this, is like but spring.
0: then in this, when he's forced to sit and look at Jason Robards mm-hmm. and just be in the moment, and again, there's Paul Thomas Anderson just choosing to basically do a two shot. Of of kind of over the shoulder on Robards, but mostly Tom Cruise, a little bit of Femmer, Philip Seymour Hoffman in the background.
1: Who's great in this movie too? Yes, He's every, what movie is great in? But... I,
0: I, it's 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 all of the stories. It's the interconnectedness. It's and <laughs> spoiler alert for later. But like when they all sing, wise up. Mm. I, it's like I I remember thinking even then like you can do that in a movie. You can just like have
1: a song sung by everybody in the movie. Yeah. I, that that's no. Great, that's, it, it hits me every time that I see it. Um, that that's a great call too. Is uh, we we pick the song? I let you pick the song in the beginning and the end. Yeah. We you, you gave a little teaser of what it's going to be at the end, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, you picked uh, "Lose Yourself" and to start it off. What was the uh, connection there?
0: I I miss. I think that best so- the best song Oscar, uh, has become kind of a joke, like kind of a who gives a shit. Um, it used to, I think it used to matter. It used to be from the movies, and you'd know it, and you'd be like, "Yeah, fucking, my heart will go on is gonna win because that got played on the radio." Yeah. You know, I mean, even, even like not the best songs back in the, like the eighties the and the nineties. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you recognize that? Like that that was a song that got played that you listened to." And like outside of Shallow, it's like this movie had a, this movie had a song on it. I didn't know that. Um, and Lose Yourself, I, I, I listen, I, where Eminem sits in this, I guess, I don't know, but very pivotal for me growing up. That song, you hear, I, like, I can't hear that song kick in post-piano and just not feel like I can I could accomplish anything at that moment. Mm. I really do. Yeah, I, awesome. I hate that, <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, because I loved it.
2: And then we had a rival in basketball in high school, it was a shamanad, the local school in our conference.
1: Yes, it's an and our, a local school in our conference is an understanding. They're they're the, they're the the hateable yeah. powerhouse and of one. Like Island. So
2: we yeah. always beat the, boys the, we beat them my freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year. We're playing them for the championship at Hofstra University and um they came out to lose yourself and I was like shit. And they won. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> I always hear that song and I remember I was like, "Ah, we should have had that song. We we would have won."
1: I hate Kate Hernandez. <laughs> it's a great song, and I get what yeah. you're saying. Too. Yeah, but like, you just you can't separate it from. Now I just think
2: of that when I hear yeah. it. But like you're right with the Oscars. It's like, I'm, I'm looking at the list here. I'm
1: happy that came up too because this is one of the one of your takes, one of your Oscar related takes that I'm on the total opposite side of. And I've always in listening to you talk about this, always wanted to take this up. Now you explained your side of it wonderfully, and and I I don't disagree. The award has become a bit of a joke. You know when you see these. These songs that just happen to be in movies and they they, they, they just kind of dismiss the award a lot. But in saying that they should get rid of the award, which I think I've heard, I've heard you say a couple of times, they should just get rid of the award, I, I think that awards should be allowed to trend. and sure. And I, I one of the reasons why it is one of my favorite awards in the Oscars is because of the story that it tells throughout history. And, you know, you can see... Something like, Baby, It's Cold Outside when an Oscar. And then, like, you could see, um, like you just mentioned, Shallow. And Shallow would be the perfect example in saying, like, okay, yes, the award has gone to complete shit. However, it still can connect.
0: Yeah. I, I just wish, like, I, I think a, this is a very specific example, and I'm, I get to pull my kids in. But, like, my, my youngest specifically loves, loves Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Fucking digs it. And I, I love that she loves it. And we cannot ride in the car without listening to Sunflower, the Post Malone song from <laughs>
1: Sunflower. it. Yeah,
0: and like, and now it's like one of my favorite fucking songs. It's great because, too. And yeah. but I'm like, okay, so when did it become? I don't know, cliche or like, uh, like a no go to do movies that are actually popular. Like, mm. and like the shallow one is great not just because it's in the movie but because they played that fucker on the yeah. radio and like what there's um maybe a weird is it but the song from pitch perfect the song that hayley seinfeld brings that she makes up and it breaks the rules because it's not acapella they wrote the song but like mm-hmm. that song was trending that that song played on the radio nominate that instead it's like everything tends to be like a message song and I'm i'm, I'm not against that but it's mm-hmm. like Melissa and I, this last year, we listened to all the songs, and I was like, okay, we got to the." Thing. I was like, okay, have you heard any of those songs prior to right now? And she was like, no. I'm like, that's the problem.
1: Yeah, and, and I can't argue with that, and I think we'll go back to Top Gun. I think at Top Gun at one point, had yeah. one and two on the Billboard charts from the same movie. Yep. I'm going to throw a hot take out there, and we'll see how this ages in upcoming <laughs> years, but I think this is going to change. I hope it... I think it's, but I think it's going to change very specifically starting now. Do, do you want to know why? Lady Gaga? Stranger Things.
0: Oh, okay. I think the way that what, things what Stranger
1: Things has done to take certain songs that have existed for a while and put them, Metallica entered the the Hot One Hundred Billboard charts with "Master of Puppets," a song that was written and recorded in nineteen eighty six. Metallica well, didn't Kate Bush her song? was She in the went. Top 10. She uh, went number one in England, England. That's and right. four, and yeah. as high as three or four That's on the right. U.S. Billboard yeah. charts. A song that has been collecting dust for decades just because of a medium, just because of a show that's very popular. And I do think that that Hollywood and the Academy is going to cue in on this and realize that music can be a weapon again in, Uh, in visual storytelling. From the bottom of my heart, I hope you're right. I mean, I Cliff Burton is spinning in his great saying like, when he wrote that song, he never thought it would be like in between Justin Bieber and Drake on the charts. <laughs> I mean, but there it was. They weren't even here yet. Yeah, yeah. it's you know. it's it's crazy to think. Master of Puppets, an eight minute metal opera, <laughs> is is <laughs> is is sharing the Billboard charts with a uh, Dua Lipa. Uh, it's 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 Topic something else. So took I
2: my breath away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I I do think that we will see. That's why I don't want to get rid of the award because I think that it should be allowed to correct I, itself. I, I okay.
0: hope ha- under the sea. Oh yeah, under
1: the sea. I think Dis- Disney Fire. And Disney, Lion King. You know, I, I was it. Uh, um, Can you feel the love? Can you feel love? I circle that didn't win Beauty But yeah, and the Beast. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, now that's like. So the '80s was when the popular artists were in the mix. I think Madonna was uh, one one.
0: Madonna yeah. won in '90s. Yeah, yeah she yeah, yeah
1: or she, the song won. Um, yeah. So the '80s is when the popular artists were in the mix. So yeah. you know Brian Adams is in there, and then the '90s kind of goes that Disney route, but it's still popular. And then yeah, now it's gone into this weird kind of art housey thing that is it's not great. But I, I do think it has room to correct itself. We'll see though. Yeah. We shall see. Okay, Magnolia, closing thoughts, about, uh, Steve. Magnolia, have you seen it? I like
2: films that take place in one day. Mm. Trying to think, like what, what's like another one? That That's you... a good point. What's a twelve Angry Men. film that you like that takes place in one day? That's twelve, all in yeah, yeah, one room too. Um, Dog
1: yeah. Day Afternoon. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. might bleed into the next morning. No, um,
2: I think it's all. Was, it's at that Magnolia night. Magnolia was a one day. Yep. Event. Yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, tend, I I was just thinking about it as you were talking. Other
0: films that. I think if Do you you, go one day you go full 24 hours Harold and Kamar go to White Castle yeah. hell yes There's a lot of good films that just have well, and when you cuz when you give it that container it even even in a comedy it ratchets the tension right there's like a deadline or like this there's no way this this can go much further because of how it needs to resolve Have you seen Crank?
1: Unfortunately, (laughs) I've said Crank. Ian was a big Crank guy, was he not? He wasn't a. No, no. that was. a recommend, I think, right? I think it was a begrudging recommend. (laughs) Yes. It it was was such a ridiculous 2006. Now, do they have White Castles in Seattle or by Michigan?
0: In in Michigan, I think they do. No, White Castle was not. In fact, because in in Seattle, and, and there's a place called Dick's that is the the burger place okay it's All more right, of a regional yes. thing or in and out which is the west coast
1: well, okay that's right yeah yeah we had uh, white castle is a big part of my life I guess say. We at Fordham there's a famous white castle one of the first okay. ones which is right by my dorm so
0: the first time um, actually it was when I was going to grad school in Bloomington Indiana they, they have two white castles and that, okay. that was yep. the first like oh shit this is like a real place it's not just in Harold and Kumar so
1: and that Harold and Kumar is your number three right <laughs> Yes, exactly,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. um yeah Magnolia though great choice yeah amazing what, what what else can we say? John C. Riley. I mean, I, and honestly, Philip Baker Hall. Yes, Philip Baker uh, who is Hall. Who was honestly
0: the... one of my favorite character actors of all time. Now,
1: I, I don't want to get Steve upset at you here, but Uh-oh. Adam <laughs> is not a Seinfeld guy. He is. He's, Adam is not a Seinfeld guy. <laughs> no, 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 not that you okay. don't like it. You all just right. haven't seen it. Uh, right? You're yeah, yeah, sorry. I, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. Because sometimes we say, like, he's not a that guy. I'm like,
0: what? wait, hold on. It's yeah, not right. that I'm not.
1: I just, you just haven't watched. Yeah. Okay. Steve's a big, a yeah. big uh, Seinfeld. Do you know who Phil uh, Phil Baker Hall is in the Seinfeld universe?
2: Yeah, he's the uh, he's a library. The library,
1: the library police. <laughs>
0: He's tracking down Jerry because he had an overdue book from like 30 years earlier. And, I, and I, I'm such a big Philip Baker Hall fan. I, I, I've i seen
1: that. And he crushes. He incredible. Because
0: he's, he's great. Oh, he's a fucking phenomenal. And
1: in, he turns and yeah. talks. And in Kirby Enthusiasm, he is the, uh, the drooling dentist. Uh, it, it comes into that. He's in Argo for like uh, yep. two minutes. Yep. Recently yeah. rewatched that for I something coming it. up. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Okay, amazing. Magnolia. I could talk about Magnolia forever um, and all other things that connect to Magnolia. It oh, just passed just on... away in June. Yes, uh, I know.
2: It was very decent. I
1: know. I didn't even realize that. 90s. That's, that's a shame. Right, yeah. did, lived, a, lived a life. Lived a life. Okay. All right, so uh, Magnolia was your number four. Let's yes. go to number three. Here we go. So
0: number uh, these next, I mean, Magnolia probably in the two, but these
1: next three are movies that I.
0: Like I truly, truly love. Um, cool. And this, this next pick, the actually the next two picks have a person attached to it. This next pick is my Ian pick. Cool. Um, we didn't see a lot of movies together, um, so when I thought about what what would my Ian pick be, it was either going to be Stand by Me, which was our first A Thousand and One by One episode, mm-hmm. but like that was kind of a stretch because the real answer, the honest to goodness answer, is this fucking gem in 2008, that I believe has made at least one person's top ten, and that is Martin McDonough's In
1: Bruges. In Bruges, yes. Was on Jay Dowski's list. uh oh, man. Just a, yes, yes. Just a just a fucking and, masterpiece. And
0: I will do my best to, to keep this short, but Martin McDonough, for most people, was prob- this was probably their introduction to him, but he is an acclaimed playwright. I have had the honor of being in a play that he has written. Um, and it's, his dialogue is, you want to be in a play of his because it's just, it's masterful. And, but in 2008, I was unaware of Martin McDonough. And Ian was always the, the one who was way better about scoping out movies. And it's 2008, and I'm, I'm up in college, and he's, in, he's down in Seattle. And he calls me and goes, hey, there's this movie coming out called In Bruges, but it's only playing, he's in Seattle. He goes, it's only playing up in Bellingham, two hours away. I'm gonna come up and we're gonna go see it. And I'm like, what? What, what is, and I, and I he, he, he drives up, makes me watch the trailer, and goes, we're going to see the movie. So me and him and Melissa, we all go to this, this shitty independent theater in Bellingham, Washington. And I could not have enjoyed this movie anymore. It's and it's not just that Martin Madonna actually shines as a director; his dialogue just kills. But this was the this was the Colin Farrell turning point. Prior to this, I hated Colin Farrell. I thought had yeah, a like, rough run. Here is just a good-looking guy who wants to make money. This isn't this is not an actor. This is a guy who wants to be a movie star. Mm. And then I saw this, and it, in particular, I, the, the moment I knew that I had turned was when he's lying in bed and he's chewing on his thumbnail and that single tear comes out of his eye and we don't even know the backstory yet we just see it happen I'm like what the fuck is this guy doing he's killing it this movie is and you can like if you've read i've read everything martin mcdonough has written that's not hyperbole i've written every i've read every play he's written this is so up his alley and the comedy is dark and i trust me I could see people hating this fucking movie, yeah. but it is everything I love about theater and Martin McDonough and the performances. Brendan Gleeson and Ray Fiennes kill in this movie. Amazing. And and again, another movie I got to talk with Mike uh, at cinemas about. Um, so I got I would you know if you want to hear my, my full thoughts on this. But this movie is beautiful. Mm. It's underneath all of the dark fucked up things that get said. This is a gorgeous movie about friendship and redemption and about giving somebody a second chance. This movie, <laughs> to just to just like go pure bro, movie fucking rules. Okay, this movie <laughs> fucking is on fire.
1: Um, another thing too, like we talked about this a bunch of times on Best Picture Fizz, Can you show me somewhere else in the world that isn't California? And this movie does that. I mean, we're, they give you Belgium. They give oh, you a town in Belgium. It's like a fucking like, fairy it, town. Oh, God. It just um, so great. I haven't great. seen it. Um, oh, man. Oh, no. oh boy. Oh, yeah, oh, so this is uh, the second time that in Bruges has come up on the top ten series where uh, someone has put it on their list there. And uh, RDB has since seen it because he hadn't seen it when Jadowski brought it up. And he is, so RDB was out in that exact spot. You talked about Colin Farrell. He's like, I'm done with this guy. I don't, this guy stinks. I never want to deal with him again. And he never went back. Until he went and after Jay Dowski's list, Washington Bridge. Yeah.
0: But then just track his career since. I mean, have you seen the lobster or Killing uh, of a Sacred Deer?
2: That's come across our desk.
1: Uh, yeah, well I don't know. We're, you're talking to two bachelors here. The lobster, that's kinda of, that's Oh the oh, Yeah, I don't know. That's too wait, close to home. But you that's too close it? to home. No. Oh my but- god. That's okay, come on, I, we're we're okay, bachelors in our thirties. To that's that's to too too close to home. What I close will to what
0: I will say is that Colin Farrell's decision making as an actor, what he what he's chosen to do, post
1: the in Bruges. booth. Yeah, so on theaters, you got to remember, Adam. Though, Adam you got to remember, in in that world, me and Steve would be deciding what animals we'd want to be. So I got we uh, that's a little. A little hard to to go into that world. So you gotta. Oh, oh, fine,
2: fine. I, but I've stared at it on on stream, ready to fire up. I do, and I just haven't hit play yet. I'm going to now. The ending um, is oh god, because I always wanted to like Colin Farrell, and I like Artie and you it, and whatever. Like this is
0: this is his turning point. I mean, for mm-hmm. honestly, it's 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 really good. And I, but it might not. It's not even the best performance in the movie. It's Brendan yeah, well, Gleason.
1: Well that's gonna bring my next point is we talked about Jennifer Connolly, we talked about Guy Pierce. Brendan fucking Gleason, what a performer. I, what, another one who is just underappreciated in the grand scheme of things. The guy is incredible at everything he's in. Whether it's Troy or Paddington or, oh, pa- or pa- Paddington is amazing! Oh my no god. Are great. But the guy puts his heart and soul into every role he has, he's incredible.
0: I I made this point on the on the cinemas episode. Maybe the last thing I'll say about Ambrose because it, just go watch it. It's, it's phenomenal. And there's a scene where Ray Fiennes basically comes to do what what Brendan Gleeson couldn't do in the movie and they have an altercation and there's this big big clock tower mm-hmm. and the only way that Brendan Gleeson's going to be able to warn Colin Farrell about what's about to come is if he climbs to the top of this tower spoiler alert and jumps off. It's the only way he's going to be able to do it. And there's this beautiful moment where he drops all these coins because A, money's right, but, but also it, it, people are going to clear the area. So he knows he's not going to hurt anybody by what he has to do. And then he, I, this fucking detail, he buttons his jacket and like kind of fixes himself up before he jumps off this fucking high ass clock tower. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And like, there's this great, um, it's a uh, uh, Carter Burwell score. It's just, it's just phenomenal. This movie is
1: phenomenal. Yeah, it's a must see. It's yeah. a go out there and must see. And, and a movie that is just not necessarily in the zeitgeist where everyone it's at everyone's fingertips. I Lost
0: best original screenplay to Milk, for God.
1: some fucking reason. God, sorry. It, it always, it does always bother me though. And I'm, i you don't need me to tell you this. You're a big original screenplay I, buff. How is an original screen? How is a movie a, a script about an actual person who lived and did a bunch of things? That the movie portrays. How is that an original screenplay? I just don't oh, yeah. it's based on the guy's life. It happened already. that's. I, it infuriates
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> and it in like to the point where like I've I've literally when I can't go to sleep, I somehow torture myself <laughs> by thinking more about like, oh, God, that movie was based on a real per like not just this year, but
1: other years where I'm like, what the fuck that's are insane. we doing?
0: Anyways. That's
1: did you just see three the three billboards, Steve? I did. Yeah, same guys. Same guys for that was good. Yes. he's got another one coming. Yeah, is that this year? Or is that gonna? Uh, I think it's this year. The yeah, so that might be share. the next there. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, so that was number three. Yes. Number two. Here we go. Is a cheat.
0: Okay. It's my cheat because quite honestly, there's no way. There's no way to separate the films I'm going to talk about. This is my Melissa pick.
1: If I could. If By I, the way, a, a little cheers to Ian too on the Ian oh. pick there. I forgot that we were doing the pick. Cheers to Ian. We miss you, buddy. There we go. So All right, is, the Melissa pick.
0: This is the Melissa pick. Uh, best picture caveat aside, West Side Story would have made the list at some point. But but she won't listen to this. Um, but That's <laughs> mostly because to like, Melissa, I love you, and, and this is your pick. These are our movies. This is the Before Trilogy. This is Richard Linklater's Before Trilogy. I'll allow it. Before Sunrise, 95, before Sunset, 2004, before Midnight, 2013. It took me, it took us a long time to watch these movies. Um, and not for any real reason. I, it just, it's just like, you know, you have blind spots. You just don't catch a certain movie at a certain time. And I think there was we, there was a moment in our lives, kind of like, our, you know, we, we knew after our second child, but we were not going to have any more kids. And we, our, our family was so, sort of, you know, fully formed. We knew that. And, again, physical media guy that I am, I, I blind-bought this trilogy, knowing, like, just having heard things about it. And so we watched before sunset, or sorry, before sunrise. And these two people just meet on a train going to Vienna. It's Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy. They have no reason to meet, none whatsoever, except for they both have like a bit of time before they have to get to where they're going. So they're they're walking the streets of Vienna. And over the course of a day, talk about uh, movie, all these movies happen in one day, by the mm-hmm. way. They they have a wonderful night in Vienna where they get to know each other and they kind of have that young love. They're, they're both kind of college-aged. And at the end of the movie, they make this promise that they're going to meet back there in one year. Well, then nine years pass and we get before sunrise. And Ethan Hawke, who we find out is kind of an intellectual in the movie, he's on a book tour. He's written a book, pretty successful. And she's French Tours through Paris, and she comes to his, his book lecture. So they, they reconvene after nine years. And you find out he's married, has a kid. Life's a bit humdrum, not going so great. She's by herself. And they talk, they walk through the streets of Paris. He ends up back at her her flat. And like, she sings a song for him, and they kind of hang out. And like, the movie ends, and you're like, oh, fuck. Okay, what's, where is this going to go? Cut to nine years later, and they're married, and they have kids of their own. And he's, he's, since divorced his wife, but he has a son. And the movie basically opens with like he's basically they're in Greece. He's sending his son back to his mom, and Ethan Hawke's going through this like fuck. I'm not there enough for I'm not there for my son. They him and Julie Delpy now have twins, and he's a dad to them. But now he feels bad because he's not there to see his son growing up. And these movies have this thing where it's it's the young love spark of romance. Are we going to get together? But before midnight, well, if it like, it kind of whips your heart out. It it has the, I think I said this on a podcast at some point, it has the most realistic marital fight I've ever seen in my life, where it's like they both have their sides, but they're both being pieces of shit at the same time. And like, this movie is entirely dialogue driven. There is no action, there is no plot in this movie. If you're looking to like, See somebody like achieve something at the end of this movie? Wrong movie. Mm. But if you want to watch people really hash stuff out and live, these these movies and like Melissa and I are both theater people. We love dialogue driven stuff and like these are just our movies. Like I, and and they're beautifully shot. The last one's in Greece and like they filmed the fuck out of Greece. It wow, is. Jim. I mean, and and like when you. Even when they're in Vienna and Paris, you're just following them, walk and talk, and you can see the cobbled roads or the the beaches in in Greece. And it's just like, you know you're there, and you're just captivated watching these two talk. When is Ethan Hawke going to get his Oscar? This is fucking stupid.
1: Have you seen these? Um, No. So Okay, so I have not seen these, not because I'm ignoring them. Uh, I know that these are gonna be ones that I like. And it's just one of those things, like you just said, that you didn't you didn't see him for any other reason. It just hasn't yeah. happened yet. Um I love marriage story. I love Cramer's Kramer. I know you have mixed feelings about about I mixed that feelings. one. Yeah. Um but that is my type of movie. People dealing with each other in a room. That's that is marriage story. Um yeah. No, that's that's they, absolutely it. And, there's a pretty um,
0: famous scene in the first one where they don't know each other. They're basically like do you basically want to kill some time in Vienna before we have to do whatever? And they go to a record store and there's this really great scene. That it's it, it, it's exactly what the first movie is where they listen to this record and the enti- you basically hear the whole song and he looks at her and she's not looking and then he looks down and then she looks up, he's listening and they just keep missing each other and it's like it as kind of like hokey and uh, cliche as it is, it you it works. You're just yeah. with them the yes. entire
1: time. So uh, nine years in between each one. Yes. Basically, ninety five, two thousand four, and two thousand thirteen. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know, with someone who's, who has to watch as many movies as we have to watch, you get you have to have a couple carrots on your stick. You have to have a couple movies out there that you know you're going to like and appreciate, but you're you're leaving them out there for yeah. for the right kind of viewing, and that's kind of what this trilogy's been been for me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to tackling it. One so you
2: know, of the uh, most profound things I've ever heard you say before. Oh, thanks. Wow, that was...
1: <laughs> I, it's
2: so true, though. You save... I don't know why I save certain movies. Like, Memento's been on my list for years and years and years, but I, for whatever reason, I haven't said, alright, I'm putting this on right now. These, same thing. And Ethan Hawke, I mean... I've had a kind of a guy crush on him for like years. I just, I mean, <laughs> well, space, right? and very handsome, very, very handsome. handsome, and guy. and he's
0: got he's got he he's, rocks. He's got a strong theater background, which yeah. of course speaks to me because
1: because
0: mm, that's me. Um, but like, I, he's he's really. Good. Have, you, have you guys seen the Black Phone yet?
1: No, but uh, but a uh, big Stephen King guy, <laughs> and uh, and it's Joe Hill who is Stephen King's son it's, who wrote it. So um, it's good. Yeah, I, I know Joey's. Joey liked it. Um, yeah, no, I, I have it. Like, I saw it, I'm like, eh, I don't want to do it. And then I heard it was Joe Hill, and I'm like, oh, now I'm in. But now, like, I always, with yo. those, I'm like, I kind of, do I want to read the book first? Yo, I want to get it. Yo, yeah. It I, looks yeah, like he was in The Northman.
2: Yes. Yeah. I, haven't, I, haven't
1: okay. see, I haven't seen it. seen was all right. A, A 24 fodder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get one in. Sorry. Um, yeah, so his nominations were for Training Day as an actor and before, uh, uh, one of the befores as a writer, right? Yeah, so yeah, that was
0: really cool. Um, I don't know if it was the second film, but the third one on Before Midnight, he sh- uh, uh, Richard Linklater shared co-writing credits with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy because they were so involved. Again, that's the cool. theater. They were so involved that's great. with the writing of the screenplay that they they all got nominated. So he
1: might have been up for Adapted then. Yes, it was. Because a sequel, yeah. now we talk about, let's get even fucking wackier with this shit. So a movie about... <laughs> The life of Harvey Milk, or Henry Milk, or Harry Milk. It was well, Harvey, Harvey, Harvey yeah. okay. Um Who lived his life with events, and the movie is about the events of his <laughs> life. That's an original screenplay, but because this movie is a sequel to a fictional story that's adapted. Yeah, come on. Uh, uh, that's, Listen, that's yeah. Definitely the choir silly. here. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> silly. Um, okay, the Before Trilogy. Uh, i got to go out and see it. Um, I, will, I, will, uh, I will correct this one. For a while, the, the carrot on the stick was always, as Stanley Kubrick's said, Dr. Dr. Strangel, which I, oh, I sure. have since seen. Yes, yeah. I do appreciate it. I don't know that I love it as much as a lot of the BPC-ites that we have here. Joey and Aris made both their lists, I think. Um, but And I do, I do like it a lot, but you know, I'm always be a shining guy. This is that's how I am. Um, okay, so that brings us up to number one. Before we do number one, we're going to talk about runners up for yes. your list, but I do want to say big directors that did not make your list.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, Tarantino, I intentionally left off.
1: Right. Okay. Um, so he would have. He would have. It is your number one movie of all and, time. He would have right. And
0: even if I was one, like I, if I was being more, like accurate, Inglorious Bastards would have made it.
1: Okay. Which like, has it, made it just, a lot. Yeah. Of lists, so. Yeah. It yeah. would
0: have. Um, uh, Zemeckis didn't make it. I, I intentionally left Back to the Future off cuz it, it it it's both as an episode and many people have mentioned it which is which is probably in my top 10 somewhere. And then I guess if we're talking just purely directors Sam Mendes did make my list. Mm-hmm. Um
1: I don't know was, that he's
0: appeared yet. Road oh, to no. Perdition was fighting was clawing no. to get on this list. Kubrick you back. uh yep. Dr. Strange but also like my like my new favorite is The Killers which Love I came to killers. late but my god The Killers is Phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I have to say about the killers, um, that is one that uh, I watched on Ian's recommendation. Just listening to the podcast, loved it, and forcefully recommended it to Artie, who is a little tough to recommend movies to because his his list collects thus for, for years. <laughs> but that's when he got right on, and it blew, it blew his mind. Killers is
0: great. Um, and if we're talking just well, shit. I yeah, I mean, I've got my I because I did everything is pretty recent. I mean, relatively. So I have, like, a classics list. Like, movies that probably should have made my list, but maybe not, like... Saiyan in the Rain didn't make my list. Mm. Citizen Kane didn't make my list. Stalker didn't make my list. Persona, Devil Indemnity*, Deptity, Rashomon. None of those made my list. They're all phenomenal movies. And they're movies that I would pretty much, like, if we... Hey, we're gonna watch a movie tonight. You pick any of those, be like, fucking perfect. Great, let's do it.
1: Um... Yeah, I went away with that route with my list too. Is that there are classes? This is just more yeah. hometown favorites. Um but if we're if
0: we're thinking more not, not maybe not directors, but honorable mentions, there are definitely Yeah, honorable mentions next. There one. are definitely three hometown favorites. There are uh there are four that I haven't mentioned. A few good men.
1: Mm. I know you love the few good that's men. That's the right. Sorkin, oh.
0: that's the theater. It's Fire. I, I, in high school, I thought it'd be really cool to memorize the Jack Nicholson speech, so I did. I used to use it as like a monologue. It didn't go. Do you anywhere. have it memorized now? No, not not all of it.
2: Because I want that.
0: Uh, you and can some, uh, do a podcast. Son, we <laughs> live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be uh, armed by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You, you, Lieutenant Weinberg, and I, I forget the rest, but it's it's. Uh, yeah. it's...
1: We uh, we already referenced our third roommate before, a Spud, who's a, the character who made a sponge Reckon of the with. and we always like. We tell him he should have been an actor. He's just like, there's, we always find the spud role in whatever we watch. A Few Good Men is one where I think he could have just played the entire cast, like, including Demi Moore's role. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he could have just been in every role. A Few Good Men is great.
0: Um, movie that I think was recently, I'm not sure, Old Boy.
1: Old Boy, which I just watched for the first time a couple months ago. Yeah. Um,
0: it, it, that's another one, like, memento that blew my mind. Again, I was like, you can tell movies like this. I didn't yeah. know you could do that. That's out there, that one. Um the other two, I meant to actually mention this earlier. Uh, Usual Suspects, mm. which that's and I that's the movie where I feel like if I could go back and watch again for the first yeah. time, it'd be The Usual Suspects. Yeah, and the I would say probably the the movie that was the hardest to keep off the list, but I did it because it, I think it's been accurately represented on some of the top ten lists before is Whiplash.
1: Yes, yeah, which I, is you know I mean I think is I I really think that. Now, knowing everything we know, fifty to a hundred years from now, people are going to look back at Whiplash. I really do believe that. Like, I, I think it is a movie that will just fully stand the test of time. It's I,
0: it's so it's incredible. It's, it's one of my top tens of all time. Yeah. And when for sure. I when I tell people, like when I when I'm teaching when I teach any theater class, and I say that any. Every play, every movie, it should be a mystery. And but what I mean by that is, you should never know what's going to happen next. It's not to be a thriller or a horror movie, but you should never know where the movie's going to go. You should, you should be surprised. Mm. And this movie has like six moments where you're like, what? Yeah. I, well, like you, like like I, I, am every time I'm so surprised that that's where they're they zig when they zag. Yeah, you know, you I
1: wouldn't
2: have expected that to happen. Like that, the last movie I besides Parasite. Because my jaw fell Yeah, that, well, that's a my perfect example is, of what you're talking my about. My jaw yeah. just fell out at the movie theater like like that, you know? But the other one was the one woman director. Land, No. Uh, Lost to Nomadland. I wanted uh, Promising You. Oh, Promising Oh! Yeah. So oh. that movie, to me, so like you just that said. That was my favorite film of that year. Me too. Mm-hmm. I wanted to win because all of a sudden you're riding and then pump, whiplash, yeah. same thing, pump, next thing you're going, all right, this is going to happen now. Wow. So it kept taking Back and forth. Like, whoa.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, Whiplash, too, because I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm a coach teacher. Steve, you're a coach teacher. Adam, you're a, a teacher. But in, in many ways, as an acting teacher, you're kind of a coach, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. There is that. That's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm such a strong defender of Million Dollar Baby. It's a, it's a movie that people love to kind of just brush away because they don't want to confront it. But it's the story of a coach is that balance between, you know, how much do you give? How much do you take? What do you put into what you're doing? And what is the cost it's taking on not just you as a coach, but as the person that you're coaching and and are finding that balance between the two. And whiplash is the dramatic end of each of that. It's like if we're really gonna do this, let's go full force to the point where oh, wow. we're running we're running into the to the range of mental and physical abuse. That's yeah. how how much he's convicted in it. And then the 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 other end of that is like what you take out of that is the person striving to to get there too. Well,
0: and, and I, I, lots lots of a thought. supporting actor as a category also fascinates me. But the thing about J.K. Simmons is that we get to see like the reason why that performance stands out is because it's not just it's not just a pure character flip like ooh it's it's Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. But it's not. But it's it's that on top of the arc, we see him be nice and angry and mm. subtle and it's oh, an incredible. I, performance. It is it, it's. it's
1: Amazing, but it is a supporting performance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it's a a category fraud. Is like a the the conversation is like kind of a circular. It's like a political conversational. I
0: mean, it's Uh, category fraud with Ethan Hawke in Training Day. Let's be real. That's his movie.
1: It is. It's his story. He's the lead in that. Yeah, he is. In another Uh, world. uh, Yeah, that is not. In another
0: world, Denzel wins supporting and Russell Crowe wins lead for beautiful mind.
1: The only argument Good. yeah, I love it. <laughs> the only argument that that would be on the other side of that is is that the conclusion of the story is Denzel's story. So if I had to if I had to take the other side of it, I agree with you ultimately, but I could say is like where the destination of the movie goes, it's ultimately Denzel's the arc lands and, in Denzel's backyard. And I like dis-
0: that, I would disagree with that.
1: Okay. Way, I, well, okay. Yeah, no. I, that's why we're here. We're, here, mean, to, we're Dan, here to
0: disagree. Ethan Hawke goes home, and he's yeah. he's had that all-in-one-day movie, by the way. Yeah. Probably, we keep yes, that's we great. Yes, another
1: one. I love um, this. That's our next ranking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was movies.
2: thinking that
0: before. That's not a horrible idea because there's a lot. Yeah,
1: of... we'll, draft, we'll have a draft. Be, it's a great draft. <laughs> Come next winter.
0: I, just, I do think that, like, Ethan Hawke's... I mean, Denzel dies, but Ethan Hawke comes home at the end and has now seen the shit, and I think... It it's again. This sounds pretentious. But it's like it's like how Ethan Hawke approaches being a cop after this day. I actually think yeah. the arc. No,
1: I, I I agree with you. But it, no, but it's it, a, I would just throw it fun, another. No no. Book. I love
0: Training Day is a great argument movie because of that yeah, reason.
1: Yeah, yeah no, but it it really is. It's Ethan Hawke's story. The Ethan Hawke's story. Okay, well here we go. We're going on another tangent here. All right, number one. Who is the. Or you do, do do your do your intro? No, I was no, gonna ask you as a director. If Please you know, do.
0: This is. I think I've struggled with admitting this for a long time because I'm such a Tarantino fan, and I want to just say that Tarantino is my favorite director. I don't think that he is. *Pulp Fiction* is my favorite movie, mm-hmm. but I think if we're talking batting average, my favorite director is David Fincher.
1: Wow.
0: And and I'm so glad that we were able to do uh, a Fincher definitive ranking when we did. Yes, great
1: episode, by the way. Great, great. Episode.
0: And so many of his movies suck you in this idea of where, where is it going to go? What's going to happen? There are, there are too many, there are too many options for this. Mm. I mean, uh, you could go with the, the more acclaimed, which is the social network, which I think you could talk about what should have won. I think it should have. Um, I have an affinity for the game. Zodiac is... a game? Wonderful. I love the game. The game, I just watched for the first time last summer. I
2: fucking I love went that. around for weeks talking about it. It was a new movie. <laughs> have you seen the I game? Said, have, have you seen, seen, the, seen game? the game? <laughs> You've you
0: gas tank. Hey, you. Have <laughs> you seen the game? It's amazing. And, and I've come and actually And honestly, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is also... I've taken a real yeah, big... I love that movie. Yeah. Yes. And I don't understand why no, my I got favorite. shelved. Because I read the book, too,
2: and I yeah. thought that the way they... Took it from book to the film. Yeah. I was like, this is
0: perfect. But I I will go with the movie that I picked as my number one on the definitive ranking. It actually got mentioned earlier. It's Mm. from 1995. And my number
1: one movie is Seven. Hell fucking yes. Hell yes.
2: I'm redoing... uh... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, we'll worry about that list. Great, um, great choice. Also, what have made your list. Yeah, but leave it out. on your list. Leave it. We like the connections. Uh, the connections uh, yeah, are good. Right
2: here. Yeah, but um, differences are good too.
1: Seven's incredible. Ahead of its time. Uh, completely ahead of its time. One thousand percent should have been up for best picture. Yeah. If it came out ten years later, it would have been. Yeah. Uh, brilliant performances across the board. Yeah. Brilliant performances, not just from. I'm sorry to jump on the no, jump no, on please. your movie, but not just from Brad Pitt, who's outstanding in it not just from Kevin Spacey, who's outstanding in it, not just from Morgan Freeman, who's outstanding in it. Gwyneth Paltrow is, is, has an, a, an academy-worthy performance in this, that in a small area that she's there.
0: Very, uh, you know, I, I don't, I shamelessly plug the, the episode that we did, but that was a big talking point we had is she has such a thankless role, and somebody else might have botched it, but she, she invites you, and in. it makes, it's not just enough of a twist at the end that, you know, what's in the box, But you've come to appreciate her so much. You fall in love with her. In the few scenes. You fall in love with her. Absolutely. And the, the, you know, I I just, I would probably just say just go back and listen to our episode. But like the, the, all of the details in the movie, things that you probably like take for granted. I know one thing I mentioned back in the day was like all of the um, pine tree air fresheners in the sloths apartment. It's like, but like, it's like, it's so like it, it's a detail that's so vital it's everything is so intentional and that's why honestly what i love about fincher is everything yeah. is exactitude it's about precision and yeah there are all the stories about all the takes and whether or not that's necessary i, I don't know i don't really want to make a judgment hey listen they're,
1: they, they're signing up for a a fincher movie they know what they're getting into yeah exactly um
0: and like is every movie a banger no but every movie there's a clear point of view there's clearly something he's trying to do but with seven seven is one of those movies that like shouldn't be rewatchable because it's fucked up but it is but it is the it's the procedural nature of it makes it so like i I, honestly it's like i don't want to do anything else today but watch seven
1: incredible it's it's amazing and as we're talking about seven by the way it's beautifully sunshiny out there's thunder in the background. So welcome <laughs> to Long Island. Adam. That's...
0: That's been Michigan lately too, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, 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 but it's,
1: it's, no... no,
2: the movie is, it's bleak, terrifying. I like noirs a lot.
0: Yes, and, and um, it's a, it's a genre bending movie too because yeah. there are so, there are so many Dutch angles in the movie that it's yeah. like, it's certainly Oh, um, the noir vibes the noir. Real... Yeah, exactly. Oh. You
2: know, like you said, intentional things like the air fresheners and the camera angles and all these things that you take into account that make a perfect
1: film. I don't yep. know, this movie's hurt by um, that little early 90s wave of killers movies, uh, which, uh, you know, true romance is book, but, but um, Natural Born Killers, uh, California, like there was like kind of like a lot of those types mm-hmm. of movies and when that happens into, like, a movie that's actually really good, it's always, like, a, it's it's a bit of a crime, yeah. you know, that that happens. So, I think if this movie was isolated in a time... Also, Seven is tough to watch. and, and Yes. You know, an older person from the Academy is on Seven, and they're like, oh, my God. Like Such a, an amazing he put, his, he put a razor blade where? Um, stuff like yeah. that
2: happens, there's serial killers and, obviously, like, you know, sick stories over the years of people doing things. like It's a real... Something like that could happen at any given time, and I thought it was perfect.
1: It's a it's a wonderfully made film. It's a great choice. Second time we've had a, a Fincher in the top spot. Chris had Zodiac in his top spot. So
0: and, and, and so good. I And mean, another one
1: criminally ignored by the Academy. Yeah. Criminally ignored
0: by the Academy. Yeah. And of course, they, they acknowledge fucking Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Which yeah. I, I'm not going to say is a bad movie, but it's like, of course, that's an
1: Academy movie. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean the, these are the things that are tough to defend. You know, <laughs> as an Oscar guy, these these are the things that are tough to defend. Yeah. It's just when a guy's worst movie is the one he gets nominated ten Oscars for it. So, <laughs> geez. Okay, amazing list there, Adam. This is uh, this is uh, crushed it. I I knew that I was gonna get some some, some surprises here. I knew I was gonna get some uh, some tangents that we'd go off on. It's a lofty conversation. This was uh, this was awesome. Uh, we're a, we're a day removed from us doing uh, an entire. Evaluation of the first forty-five movies we've covered here at Best Picture Cast. So that one might be a little less friendly. Who knows? You know? <laughs> who who knows? Knows? No, it, that's could, a,
0: it could be seven.
1: The yeah. beauty, the the beauty that I was just re-listening to our thirty, our our first thirty ranking, and like, I'm like, ooh, oh, we're hot right now. Like we're we're not happy right now. Like we're like there's legit <laughs> angry arguments going on. And then like gets to the next movie, and like Joey and Arthur were like nose to nose arguing with each other. Now they're side to side defending a movie like, fuck you, Grant, fuck you, Kieran, everybody back off. It's like, oh, shit, that turned in a, in, a, in, a, in a dime, but you get to be a part of it in the mix. Um, Steve, thoughts on Adam's list here? I thought it was tremendous,
2: and I have some stuff to add to my list. Um, and just an awesome list, and seven to me is a great number one. It is a great number one,
1: it great number one. Number one. yes
2: in social network oh there's so many films you got so much stuff I know it's great I know I was low on Mank though <laughs> I, you know, and then I, there's Mank I, I was too I was too oh. sad about it I was like shit
1: like, yeah. I really wanted to and you're a to... big Citizen King guy yeah, yeah too. Well, I love Citizen
0: Kane I, me too and the way, the way that I was bummed up Licorice Pizza and I rewatched a lot of PTA the night before Mank was released I made my wife who's not a who's not a classic film watcher I go we're watching Citizen Kane
2: yeah
0: she's like oh, fuck okay and then we watched Mank, and we were both like, "She, she put out her best face, like that was
1: Oof. that was good." I and feel like, no like, was, like one's up no. here,
2: like to me, and one like Citizen Kane.
1: So yeah, well, no, Mank was like waiting in the dentist's office lobby, but um, the fake I uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> well, yeah, That's a tough. That's a tough nomination. Gary to, Oldman. Yeah, Gary thumbs Oldman that, down
2: on so him a, too. Sorry. <laughs> <tough. laughs>
1: um, okay, Adam. Thank you so much for uh, for doing this, getting here oh. getting early, driving across the country to do this here, Boom. believe it or not, that's the commitment. Let's throw a, a quick amount of plugs in. All, the, all of your plugs will be in the episode description too, Oof. but tell people where right. they can find you here. Yes,
0: quick, rewind 2552, no longer active, but you can still listen to all the episodes if you find it below Please freezing. Please do, a lot of fun. Yeah, below freezing, still active, we're still going. Um, we just, uh, Overboard was our most recent one. I don't know what's next, but we never know what's coming up. That's part of what's fun. Uh, and a thousand and one by one is coming back. Please listen to the "We're Back" episode with Joey and Brittany. We actually tell you everything we're going to cover next season. I'm really excited about it. it. Should be a lot of fun. A lot of different genres, years, directors. Very much looking forward to it.
1: Please check it out. Check out their back catalog when it's up to. Uh, the Grady and Woodington and his all his thoughts and opinions. It's just I can listen to those guys talk about uh, movies for hours. I'm honored to be able to do it with you here today, Adam. And, uh, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff across the board. Uh, closing thoughts? Adam, anything you want to leave the people with? Uh,
0: just, you know, I, you
1: know, we were talking earlier, actually, off mic, and, and, like, I,
0: you know, you want to go into every movie hoping for the best. And not every movie lives up to expectations, but part of what I wanted to do, hopefully, was was get people to think, oh, I, you know, I heard about that but never saw it. So whether it's Minding the Gap or High Fidelity or the Before Trilogy, just, like... Movies are awesome. And it, you know, and, and there's actually a quote in High Fidelity where John Cusack goes, books, movies, TV shows, they matter. Call me shallow. It's the fucking truth. And it's true that people connect through this. And so if I can get somebody to watch one of these movies that they haven't seen before, I will feel like I did something good.
1: Well said. Amazing. Thank you so much, Adam, for sharing your movies. Until next time and uh, you'll uh, you, by now you will have heard our our, our big rankings rumble there and uh, I can't wait to do that conversation too. So for Steve, for Adam, we'll see you for the next one.